0: show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host ice man jeff trenopole and as always i bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of midwest best barbecue If you haven't noticed, that's a new sponsor of the show. So, shout out to Midwest Best Barbecue. By the way, this Saturday, meaning tomorrow, we're going to be doing a live show right there at Midwest Best starting at two o'clock. Me and Bengals captain are going to be there discussing what's new with the Bengals, maybe Bearcats, whatever you guys want to talk about. Also, we'll be giving away four tickets to the Cyclones versus Walleye game. It's Marbles night. So, you can not only win four Cyclones tickets, you can win a Marvel hat and a Marvel hoodie. All you got to do is go to ZTV online. Uh, uh, Fill out the information there and please subscribe to my channel because I'm giving it, to it, giving it away live on the show Saturday. You don't have to be at Midwest Best, but you come join us for the fun and just make sure you are subscribed and you are registered. What's up to everybody? I am Strawberry Ice. I am live streaming on ZTV Online. YouTube, we're at 2,493 subscribers. Facebook, 3,000 388 x 3,938. It's a rumble. It's a rumble. It's a it's a sprint to see who can get to 4,000, either Facebook or Twitter. YouTube is a little far behind. Anyway, if you're checking it out on the podcast, welcome. I'm on Beanpot, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Stitcher, Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Based. Make sure you rate, like, and review. And happy birthday to my favorite red of all time. He's right here. He's over there in the corner. He is Spud's Chris Sabo. If you knew me growing up, you would think I would have been obsessed with the guy. I got saved myself all over this place. But anyway, happy birthday to one of the Reds' best and Reds' Hall of Famer. What's up there, everybody in the chat? Mon's in there. What's going on, stranger? Lindsay, what's up, Brad? Jackpot is in there. All right, let's get to this thing. I have a coach for today. Let's get to him first. He's Joe Farsing. Well, come on. Uh, you hit the buttons. You hit the buttons and they don't want to work sometimes. I don't know. It's cold down here. I figured
1: you just—I just decided you just didn't want to have me on the show anymore. Like, oh, he's having technical issues. Sorry, you well, well, someone else. Nobody. Well,
0: me, me and Dan talked before the show, and he wasn't really sure he wanted you on. But I said he's really an okay guy. So, uh, anyway.
1: <laughs> despite popular, uh, despite popular opinion, yeah, I'm am a pretty good dude. Exactly.
0: Well, what's let's, up, dude? What's up, man? Let's get to the uh, Bengals broadcaster, the Bearcats broadcaster. He does red stuff. He used to do Fox 19. He used to be one of the bald guys. Yeah, he's he's multi-talented. He's Dan Horton. Come on. What's up, Dan? How
2: you doing? What's up, fellas? I am still one of the bald guys, unfortunately. (laughs) I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Joe, that's a very good look. (laughs) We share share the same barber. I like to see that. Uh, But good to be on with you guys. How are you?
0: Good, good, Dad. I, I appreciate you coming on. And unfortunately, uh, you're not as busy as you have been the last couple of years with the Bengals not making the playoffs. Um, how? Let's wh- wh- the start there. How? Wh- wh- where do you think it went wrong? Is it all just injuries? Is it all uh, fixable stuff, or what? What happened this year?
2: Well, it's largely one injury, and yeah. we know who that injury was too. I think if they had a healthy Joe Burrow through training camp and through the season, they would still be playing right now. They'd probably be playing at home right now. So I have described this last season as we interrupt this program. (laughs) I don't think it was the end. I do think it was an interruption. Everybody that I've talked to from around the NFL fully anticipates the Bengals will be back in the mix next year as one of the top teams in the NFL, even though we know there are going to be some roster changes going forward.
0: Exactly. Joe, what do
2: you got?
1: Uh, first thing, it's, this is the first time I've been able to speak to somebody who has had a Simpsons character named after them, so that in and of itself is just an <laughs> awesome honor. Um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, this was just a really weird Bengals season. I've you know, said it before on Jeff's show, said it on my own show, and, and nothing felt normal. Uh, Burrow didn't play one game against any uh, divisional opponent where he was at 100% outside of the first 25 minutes in Baltimore, and... The very last pass of the season that he threw gave him the lead. So um, it, it's, I don't know where this team would have gone comparatively to, you know, 21, 22, because the defense just wasn't what we thought it was. And that's partially injuries and, and a large part they underestimated how big the departures in the uh, uh, safety room were going to be. Um, I guess my first question, the only question that I have, this is the major one. Do you think that the Bengals are set? safety position, or at least are set with Battle and uh, Dax Hill as starters for this coming up season, or do you think they're going to bring someone else in just to give some more? I don't know competition. I, man, this was both of their first year starting, so it's hard to give you know to, to judge too hard, too harshly on the guys, but.
2: Yeah, Joe, if I had to make a bet, I think those two guys will be the starting safeties next year. I do anticipate that the Bengals will go out and sign a veteran, somebody to add to the room. Maybe that somebody winds up winning the starting job in training camp. I suppose it's possible. But Jordan Battle was great. Pro Mm -hmm. Football Focus ranked him as as the Bengals' best defensive player overall ahead of Trey Hendricks and ahead of DJ Reader. So that speaks to how well he played. Dax Hill was a disappointment, but I don't think they're giving up on the guy. Um, I'm not quite sure why he struggled to the extent that he did, but the traits are still there. He's a smart guy. Uh, Anybody that spent any time with Dax Hill would be impressed by talking to him. So I think with another year of coaching under Lou Anarumo and his staff, They're hoping that Dax Hill makes a major improvement next year. And getting back to what I said initially, I do anticipate that those two guys will be the starting safeties next year.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, off-season moves here. The the biggest one, T. Higgins. The second one is Jonah Williams. Um, What's your your thoughts on – because just listening to Joe Burrow talk in his press conference, you know, and somebody asked him, you know, if there's things put in place for his contract to try to help out, and he kind of hinted that there was. To me, and Zach Taylor's come out and said we expect him to come back next year. Now, that could be come back next year on just a tag and, you know, not necessarily getting signed. What is your just heart of hearts? Where where do you think is T coming back on the tag or are they actually going to resign him? And what about Jonah? Can we bring him back?
2: I think T will be back on the franchise tag after that news conference that Joe Burrow did right after the season when he was finished. I turned to somebody and I said, well, I guess T's back. because (laughs) If Joe says I expect him to be back, then T Higgins is going to be back. So I do think it's likely to be on the franchise tag. And I don't think this is a negative thing where the Bengals are concerned. Let's face it. Jamar Chase is going to be one of the top two or three highest paid wide receivers in the NFL that's probably going to get done prior to this upcoming season. And when you're paying your quarterback more than 50 mil and you're paying one of your wide receivers probably more than 30 mil, it's really hard to pay another one somewhere in the vicinity of 25 mil. I'm not exactly sure what T Higgins is asking for, but he's got the same agent as Jesse Bates and I don't think he's looking to give anybody a discount nor should he. So I anticipate that the Bengals will try to keep the band together uh, for at least one more year by using the franchise tag. And um, that's a good thing. I look forward to seeing those guys together for at least one more year.
0: Now I had a uh, Mike Petragio on here yesterday and I, he brought this up as far as, cause uh, for me in the off, off season, defensive line, especially out the middle is a big thing that we got to improve upon with keeping, you know, Jonah and T if we can't keep both. Um, he mentioned Chris Jones. I, I said, I would be shocked if we signed him. He goes, well, everybody's shocked that we signed Orlando Brown. I said, that's true. So he said, you never, you never know. He wasn't reporting it or anything like that. He was just throwing it out there. I mean, to me, if the Bengals, if, if this would be the perfect scenario, they get T signed, they on a franchise tag or whatever, bring back Jonah, uh, get get uh, the Chris Jones, and then uh, Brock Bowers follows us to his to 18. I mean, that's the perfect offseason to me right there, Dan.
2: <laughs> that is the perfect offseason. I guess I didn't answer your question about Jonah Williams, by the way. I don't think Jonah will be back. You know, Jonah played reasonably well, but depending on how highly you value pro football Focus rankings, he still was in the 60s for offensive tackles, and he's going to get a contract for somebody with much better – status than that, uh, for lack of a better expression, he's going to get paid and their free agent projections say four years, 64 mil. That's what the Bengals are paying Orlando Brown Jr. Mm. And Jonah Williams is not as good. You know, Orlando maybe didn't live up to our our hopes and expectations, but he was still pretty solid. I think he probably bounces back and plays even better next year. And he does have the pedigree of being a four time pro bowler. Jonah doesn't have that. I think he's a perfectly serviceable NFL uh, offensive tackle, but I think he's going to get paid like he's much better than that, and that's likely to be somewhere else. As for Chris Jones, yeah, it'd be great, but I don't see it happening. One of the reasons why the Bengals were able to sign Orlando Brown Jr. is that he didn't get top dollar. Um, You know, he's he's not skimping to get by at $16 million a year. But the Chiefs had offered him more than 20 prior to that. They just didn't offer him as much guaranteed money. So I don't see that happening with Chris Jones. Somebody is going to pay him as one of the top defensive tackles, one of the highest paid defensive tackles in the NFL. And I wouldn't anticipate that being in Cincinnati. As for Brock Bowers, will he make it to 18 Probably not, but we so. can keep our fingers fingers crossed and hope that it happens.
0: Right, exactly. So if Jonah Williams does leave, that that's to me is a scary proposition. Say what you want about Jonah, but Dan, we have nobody <laughs> to replace him, um, and I don't really think there's a guy in free agency that's any better than Jonah. Might be as good as Jonah, but not any better. And I don't know if we're at eighteen. I don't know if we, we again we can't draft anybody there. So What's your thoughts on what the Bengals will do if they do not resign Jonah Williams?
2: Well, everything I've read and heard about this year's draft is that it's really deep in offensive tackles. So I do think there is going to be a potential plug and play starter available uh, with the 18th pick in the draft. So that is certainly a very viable option. There are some free agents out there that are probably comparable, at least, to Jonah Williams. The name Mike Owenu. Has come up from the New England Patriots. He had very high pro football focus grades this past year. And the issue with him is he's played guard, he's played tackle. They've kind of had a hard time trying to figure out where he should be. And he's performed best when he's been at right tackle. So maybe that's a name to keep an eye on. But uh, I do think the opportunity is going to be there to get a prototypical right tackle with the 18th pick, somebody that's bigger than Jonah, more of a, you know, six, seven. 300 pound rope of guy, which I think this offensive line could use.
0: Now, I got a question for Brad. Dan, uh, do you think they will go out and find a number one tight end? Like, I guess you just got to add, add, answer this or stick with Hayden Hutchinson, which I, I, I excuse me, Hayden Tanner Hutchinson, which I, I think Tanner did a great job. I was banging his drum at, at training camp. I was watching him from the bridge. I remember going, Who in the hell is 87? I, he was just jumping off the, the the page so to speak you know from, from watching from the bridge but uh with, with with that being said to me if you got tanner hudson and and sample as your one and two that's pretty good you still need to add somebody though. i think what's your Yeah, I
2: think Tanner Hudson will be back, but I certainly think adding a more explosive tight end is on the menu for things they would like to get done this season. You mentioned Brock Bowers. That would be a fantasy. That was more tongue in cheek. I don't really think it could happen. I mean, (laughs) I've seen some mock drafts where he slides to 18. You never know. You don't know what teams are thinking and you don't know which ones, you know, are really targeting tight end in the draft. So anything's possible. Um, But I do think that they're probably going to look to add more of a field stretcher. You know, Tanner Hudson, I think, had one or two catches where the ball was thrown 20 yards downfield, but they don't really get a lot of explosive plays from their tight ends, and I think that's something that they would like to add if they can.
0: You all know, that scares me is... If they do, which, I mean, if Jonah Williams is gone, then I think 100% they're getting a, a tackle. And the only thing that scares me is just the Bengals' track record the last couple of years of drafting offensive linemen. That Cornel Wilson has has worked out. I mean, people can say what they want, but he's getting better, and I, I think he's going to be a fine guard. But we got the Jackson Carmen thing, and however people want to say about Jonah Williams. That's the part that just scares me of, of if they can actually get a guy for plug-and-play because – Damn, the goal is here since I to win the Super Bowl. That's the goal. So if you, that's where I wish they'd sign Jonas, so you had that veteran guy in there, and had the same five guys back. I know not everybody agrees with me, but does that does that worry you? I guess with the 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 past of the Bengals drafting tackles.
2: No, because we kind of pick and choose how we evaluate that. So yeah, people are going to throw out. Cedric Obwehi and Jackson Carmen, guys that didn't work out the way that uh, the Bengals were hoping that they would. But then you forget about Kevin Zeitler, who's still playing and playing at a very high level. You know, you want to keep Jonah. They drafted him. So Jonah hasn't been terrible. And he had injuries at the beginning of his year. So I think most teams have an up and down track record when it comes to the draft, especially when you get past the first round. And I think if they wind up using the 18th pick in the draft on somebody that they think can play right tackle. He might never be an all-pro or a pro bowler, but I think they're going to get somebody who would be competent and able to play right off the bat.
0: Joe, what do you got?
1: I was going to say, uh, Dan Brugler in the Athletic uh, Data article this morning about the first two-round draft, uh, mock draft for the Bengals, he had them getting um, totally missing Marcus it here. Mims. Yeah, there we go. Mims, uh, who's a yeah. huge monster of a man, 6'7", uh, 340. There's right. going to be a lot of large guys available at that spot in the draft. I would imagine that they're not going to spend money in free agency to get a right tackle. So I think that they're going to target, even if Brock Bowers is miraculously on the board. Now,
0: if he's there, if they don't have Jonah, they're drafted a right tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. I, I just see them spending their money, not wanting to spend more money. They have so much money tied up in the offensive line. Now, oh, granted, that'll, that, that cap face will go down because Jonah's going to be gone, but they need to spread out that money elsewhere. So they're not going to get someone, uh, get another offensive tackle in free agency. I I think regardless of what happens in free agency, they're going after a right tackle.
2: Um, Let me just interject. They're not going to just draft a right tackle in the first round if Jonah's on the roster. They don't do that. Now, if he's not on the roster, they're going to draft one, and it might be in the second round. They would draft somebody that they think can play right away, but they're not going to pigeonhole themselves into saying, all right, Whoever the best right tackle left is, that's going to take at number seventeen. They will not do that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I didn't. I, obviously, they're never a team that tries to draft for need unless it's a quarterback or anything, or something like that. But um, outside of the key spots that we talked about, like uh, where do you think they could go? Uh, uh, where do you think they're going to look? in free agency. Again, we talk defensive interior. I mean, I'd love for DJ to be back. I don't know what DJ Reader is gonna look like next year. He's a oh, year older. Exactly, and I don't know what his rehab timetable is. I can see him almost doing like Lyle Collins and waiting until after the season starts before he uh, signs with somebody if it if it takes that long.
2: I think replacing DJ Reader is more significant than replacing Jonah Williams. I, mean, I agree Jonah with that. is yeah. Yeah solid and competent and durable and a good guy. I have nothing against Jonah Williams, but DJ reader is a huge difference maker. Yes. Um, We've seen the results, the difference when he's in there and when he's not, the Bengals stop the run when he is and struggle to stop the run when he's not like you. I don't know the timetable for his injury. But in a sad way, I do think his injury probably made it more likely that he will be back. I think there would have been a team out there that would have given him like a four-year huge deal, similar to the one that he got the first time around from Cincinnati. Now that he's rehabbing from this injury, I think it probably takes more than a couple of years off the table. And if it's something like a one-year prove-it type deal or maybe even a two-year deal with incentives, I think the Bengals would be very, very interested in keeping him around under those circumstances. And Lou Anarumo made it pretty clear that, you know, he would really like that to happen. So when Joe Burrow says this guy will be back, we know that guy will be back. Right. When Lou says it, it's more with his fingers crossed, hoping. But I do think there's a reasonably good chance that DJ will be back.
0: Yeah, Lou, Lou wanted Bell back last year. And well, you know how that worked out, unfortunately.
2: My off the
1: walk uh, pick for the year is Bell will be back, that the Panthers will, uh, Panthers will, uh, it'll be a cap casualty and the Bengals will bring him back.
0: Hey, that sounds good to me. I'll take it.
2: Interesting uh, call. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
0: All right. Matty Meyer, Jack by Joey here. Is, says, Dan, would you agree? We need D-line. We got a ton of glass. I said I see glass eater coach. Is that part of the reason? He said, Do we basically do we need help on the on the D-line? He kind of messed it all up, <laughs> but I got I got the gist of what he said.
2: Yes, they do need help on the defensive line. First and foremost, whether it's DJ or somebody else that can be a disruptive three technique, they need somebody that fits that description on the roster. So whether it's re-signing DJ, drafting one, it would probably have to be fairly high, or going out and signing somebody else, that is a spot of need that will have to be filled. Uh, The pass rush beyond Trey Hendrickson was disappointing this year. I still am a believer in Sam Hubbard. You know, Sam played the second half of the season on an ankle that needed surgery the Wednesday after the final game of the year. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't completely healthy. And, you know, we know Sam, he's not a double-digit sack guy, but he is a guy capable of getting you eight to ten somewhere in that neighborhood and, you know, super reliable. So I, I think his production will probably go up. But some of the other guys that rotated in didn't. Deliver Joseph the way that we hoped that they would. Joseph Osai had a very where, limited role. Now, he had he surgery go. in the offseason. Then he got hurt in the final preseason game. It seemed like his season was doomed from the very beginning. Zach Carter bulked up. We had high hopes that he would really be productive. He had his moments, but didn't have a great year. Uh, Josh Tupo, his contract's up. He might not be back. So, I do think defensive line is a major area that they're going to look to uh, add through Players in the draft or in free agency.
0: Uh, Two quick things here. I know know you got to get out of here Uh, real quick. Is uh, again a defensive line, Uh, a guy, a a position that I think the Bengals still have not replaced. is Larry O. Larry Ogunjobi. I think he with DJ Reader and BJ Hill was tremendous. He while he he was a starter and BJ came off the bench at the time. That's a position where Zach Carr, like you said, was supposed to be there. That's one where I think is a major thing that they need to try to fix this year because they haven't been able to fix it since larry's left that, that and I, I think that's a big contributor to some of the run game or run defense going down this year uh, it, compared to last to last year and, and and that so that's a big one is getting dj back getting someone to back him and bj hill up i think well i don't know if there's a guy out there that we can get a free agency or not but i think that's that's one of the major what major ones now i guess it's more of a statement go ahead dan
2: You know, when they signed Larry Ogunjobi, nobody thought of that as a premier signing. He was considered to be more of a depth-type guy, and he turned out to be excellent. And it gets back to that word disruptive. That's who Larry Ogunjobi is. He might not be great snap after snap after snap, but he's going to get into the backfield a few times every game and make big, impactful plays. They definitely could use somebody like that to go with the duo if DJ's back. And uh, BJ Hill. You know, those two guys, I think, are very, very solid, but they probably played too many snaps. We only know for sure that one of them is back. So, yes, I do think they will, they'll definitely look to add somebody into the mix, uh, probably in kind of the reasonably priced range, much like Larry Ogan Joby was when they signed him.
0: Exactly. And I see the uh, first Hall of Famer, Anthony Munoz, there over, over your shoulder there. Um, I was hoping this week we might hear something. That you know, Big Willie got in. I'm I'm fairly confident. You know, I've been I've been uh, tagging or uh, texting back and forth Corey Dillon and saying, hey, did, have you heard anything? He goes, I haven't heard nothing, which was kind of surprising. I thought maybe something would have come out. Um, are you anticipating, like the rest of Hootie Nation, that Big Willie's gonna get in? This is his year he'll get in.
2: I am. I think this is the year that happens. There are only two offensive linemen among the finalists. It seems to me most of the classes, certainly in recent years, have included one offensive lineman. I think Willie's case is better than Jari Evans, who I believe is the other finalist, the former Saints guard. I think momentum has been building for Willie over the last three years since he's been a finalist three years in a row. And I think Jeff Hobson has done a really good job of presenting Willie's case to the other voters on the Hall of Fame committee. So I am... Very optimistic, borderline, pretty confident that this is going to be the year that Willie gets in, and I certainly hope that's the case because God knows he deserves it as one of the premier right tackles of all time.
0: Absolutely, get him in, get Kenny Anderson in, yeah. and get this guy over my shoulder here, get uh, Big Twenty Eight, and get Corey Dillon in. The, 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 those are to me the next three. After that, I, I don't know if we have a shot at getting anybody. To tell Burrow, Chase, you know Higgins; these guys you know, potentially uh, get in. I, I don't. I love Chad Johnson. I just don't think he had a long enough career to get in there. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am Ocho, don't about, block me. I would love to have him in there.
2: <laughs> How about Gino Atkins?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That, see, I I think he's I, I think he deserves to be in there, but that's another one that we we might have to fight to get him in, though, because he's a Bengal and because of the win playoff games and all that stuff. So yes, I agree with you. Gino does definitely deserves because Gino. Changed the game. He changed the position, and to me, that alone right there makes him a Hall of Famer. It's the impact he made in the game.
1: I think his biggest battle is going to be the guys that came after him because he kind of paid the way for Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was pretty he much Yeah, Aaron Donald was a Geno Atkins clone coming out of Pitt, and Aaron Donald. I'm sorry for Gino's case. Aaron Donald's best defensive player outside of uh, uh, JJ Watt in the past. 15-20 years and you worry if that's you know just the comparison between the two is going to kind of keep him from getting the accolades that, that he deserves but he was absolutely the most disruptive defensive at least on the defensive line uh the most defen- uh disruptive player for five six seven years
2: well hopefully aaron donald will continue to play for several more years yes. and there will be a big gap between Gino's eligibility for the Hall of Fame and when people can start voting for Aaron Donald. Absolutely. And at some point during that window, Gino will get in before Aaron Donald is even <laughs> under consideration.
0: Yeah, That's why you're the best in the business, Dan. I like your heads. That's a good point right there. I know you said oh, it's women's. I'll get you out of here. But uh, Bearcats, big game this Saturday. Oklahoma, they have – I had Terry Nelson on this week. And he's like, you sound like a beaten down Bearcat fan. I am. I have been a beaten down Bearcat fan. I did not think we would compete this well in the Big 12. And I am ecstatic about it, Dan. I think we're going to win uh, Saturday. We win Saturday. I think we're in in the top 25, don't you?
2: I do. Two wins over top 25 teams this week would probably do it since they are just outside of the top 25. How awesome is the Big 12? Dude. I mean, this will be Cincinnati's fifth consecutive game against the top 25 team. Monday, will make it six in a row when they play on the road at number four, Kansas. That never even happened in the Big East days. Right. We remember how deep and how great the Big East was. In 2011, when Cincinnati was still in the league, 11 teams went to the NCAA tournament, which remains the all-time record. But in those Big East years, the most consecutive games against top 25 teams that they ever played was four. And now in the big 12, the first six games that they've ever played in this league are all against top 25 competition. If they win tomorrow, they will be three and two, five games into it. And then who knows, you know, maybe they can pull off a little magic in the second half of big Monday. That's going to be awesome as well. On Monday night, Jay Billis will be on the call. Uh, so major exposure for Cincinnati at uh, Fog Allen Fieldhouse on Monday night at nine PM.
1: What's crazy is I would say what's crazy is the next game. You're like you're looking at oh they're playing UCF and UCF has never been you know even with Taco Fall they were never that good of a uh, basketball program. But they just knocked off Kansas a couple weeks ago. They just knocked off Texas you know uh, right. the other day and and that's not a guaranteed win. Like even West Virginia, West Virginia has a couple quality wins. Like there's no bottom feeder like even with the big east there was a couple of teams that you know you not, not that you're going to let off the gas but teams that you're going to walk in the gym comfortable that you're going to walk away with a w there, there there's no night off it's it, it's ridiculous i'm just looking at the schedule coming up and ranked 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 and it's like there's there's
0: no no breather
2: there's none you know it's really impressive to me too you mentioned ucf we know how good houston is they've been in the top five most of the year yeah cincinnati has gone 2-2 and so far in Big 12 play. All three of those teams that made the jump from the American to the Big 12 are doing well. So it probably says something about how good the American has been. You know, nobody would claim it's as good as the Big 12, but at least the teams at the top of the league are able to immediately compete in the best college basketball conference in the country, which is pretty impressive. I said the other night the Big 12 is not a basketball league. It's a minefield. You know, there's there's danger with every step that you take, and you're right. Whether it's UCF next weekend or West Virginia at home the week after that, you can't take anything for granted in this league.
0: You, you and Terry cracked me up with, with, with Wes the other night because you did the whole you know six in a row and everything. And Wes is is just like you know this has been this is why we got the coaching. This is why we did. It. And the thing I said to Terry this week that, that stuck out to me with Wes is like he got real close to me. He goes. We're, we're close to the mic, and I love it. <laughs> like, and that fist pump, he like, he said, Terry said, he said that fist pump. He goes, man, if I would have stuck my hand out, he would have smacked my hand, and my hand would have went fly, flying off. He was so at that, West Miller was so pumped up after that game. Now, this is what I asked Terry, too. Who did the better fist pump? Was it West Miller or was it Mo Egger Because they were in the video at the same time.
2: What about mine? Uh, <laughs> I was pumping away as well.
0: My bad, my bad. Which out of three are the best? I'll put it that way.
2: I'm going to go with Wes. Wes kind of had a full body swing and, you know, he's youthful. I'm old. So his is better. But I thought I gave it a pretty, you know, it was a pretty good one. It was totally unprofessional. I'm standing up on press row, pumping my fist, which you're not supposed to do. But sometimes uh, sometimes you get caught up in the moment.
0: (laughs) I told Terry that. I said, you guys are all cheering. I said, you're not supposed to do that. He goes, no, 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 no. That's the Bearcat side. We can do it on the Bearcat side. You see the other side, you're not supposed to. I'm like, all right, whatever.
2: We are broadcasting Bearcat games to Bearcat fans. so (laughs) Nobody expects us to be completely impartial. I try not to be a silly homer. Uh, But clearly, I think you can tell that I want the Bearcats to win. And that was such an exciting overtime period. I lost it a little bit.
0: Yeah, oh, dude, you should have saw me down here. It's at all my social medias. I was going freaking nuts down here. Because, well, a couple of fouls. And by the way, Jameer Nelson is still out of bounds when he rebounded that ball. I'm just going to keep putting that out there. How the hell they missed that, I have no idea. Anyway.
2: I've You're never seen to... the officials ice a free-throw shooter before. Oh, yes! That was iced. <laughs> they strawberry iced Dan Skillings. <laughs> I
0: know. I'm doing it the TV going. Give him the ball. What yeah. are you doing? Just... Oh
2: was insane. It was like a five-minute long. It was like two TV timeouts that
1: they're looking at the monitors. I'm like,
2: that's not cool. <laughs> Correct. Ew, Correct. Ew. And then, ew. I mean – since when do you change the time remaining in between free throws? Hey. I have never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, so was that was crazy. bizarro, but thankfully it didn't cost him the game.
0: It was crazy. man, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, uh, we are doing the Jackpot by Joey, Joey golf outing again this May. If you are in town, I think it's May 16th or 19th. I can't remember which, but we'd love to have you joined. If you, you are available, uh, we're, I know I got a boy, Corey Dillon's coming. So you can come hang out with me and Corey and, and, Well, of course you make fun of me playing golf because I, I suck at it, but (laughs) (laughs) it's got to go around and have some fun. I just want to put that invite out there for you. But again, thanks for coming on anything you want to plug. I know you guys just had the coach's show last night, which I'm going to make it out there. I just, great support schedule is crazy right now. So.
2: Coach's show every Thursday night at the original Montgomery Inn. if you are there, you'll have the opportunity to win prizes. We give stuff away at the end of every show, including two arena club tickets to an upcoming game so you can get really great tickets just by coming out and having a beer and listening to the radio show um obviously we've got the bengals booth podcast that continues in the off season so look for that wherever you get your podcast. and uh those are i guess would be the two things i would plug
0: sounds good dan dan i appreciate you i know you said 20 minutes sorry i went longer but i appreciate you coming on man
2: my pleasure thanks for having me on
0: no problem who day that's pretty cool. Not too bad. Again, first time I've ever got to talk to somebody who
1: had a character named after them and The Symptoms.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I actually forgot that. You know the funny thing when he said he caught me off guard when he said he did the fist bump. I didn't even see him in the video doing the fist. Bump. I was I'm like, uh uh uh, yeah, you did great too. I'm like I didn't I didn't see him doing it, but.
1: I just worry about, um, always worry about West choking on his gum. Have, have you seen the actual lineup of gum that he, Dude, that, that's on the, uh, uh, the scores table, like it's, it's 20 different packs of gum. I'm like, I'm jealous. Cause I, I like having the uh, he doesn't have icebreakers. You've had icebreakers. Yes. Yes. That's the best gum. Like that's, that's my favorite. And he doesn't have that. He's got the sticks, which, you know, was great when I was in high school, but like, you know, you need the cool, <laughs> you, you need ice cubes. is much better.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, what for you you can finish up, up here uh last twenty minutes or so? Um what is your biggest Bengals off season move? I would, all right let's throw throw T out, let's throw Jonah out. Is it my I, I Am I guessing or am I being bold or where would you go? It, 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 let's put it this way position wise. Let's do, let's break it down that way. Position wise, would it be secondary defense? Are you trying to improve the offense? Tight ends, what, what position-wise? Where are you going?
1: Okay, I'm. I'm going to say there's. I'm going to make one big move, and it's going to be on the defensive interior. There is an impressive amount of defensive tackles on the uh, uh, that are going to be free agency. Chris Jones, obviously, DJ Reader doesn't count because he's injured. Uh, Sheldon Rankins, uh, Javon Kinlaw's young. He's going to make a big. He's going to make a pretty good size check because he's only twenty-six. Uh, Christian Wilkins, there, there's just a lot of guys out there. Justin mm-hmm. Matabuque is going to get a gigantic contract because he's only 26, and he had what 13 sacks. He's going to make over 20 million dollars a year. They've got Spotrac has him at uh, four years, 81 million dollars per. I would even with the Bengals having you know trying to worry about the cap. I mean, they've, they've got plenty of space. I would drop that money on Matabuque you make him the primary three technique you move bj hill to the reserve and you bring him in uh, as the nose tackle on uh, uh in throwing situations that's where i would go That there, there are a lot of people out there i know edge is always a need but i think they can draft somebody uh, and still and
0: yeah, yeah. i'm excuse because things i think if we get that interior yeah. push up the middle i yeah. think uh sam and and and, and, and trey and hopefully Miles Murphy and o- Miles Murphy.
1: And, uh, yeah, I, I I don't have a lot of I don't say I don't have a lot of faith in Sam Hubbard because that, the, the guy's the grinder. He's a warrior. What I've said it before. He's a he's an average defensive end. He's an excellent against excellent against the run, but he's subpar uh, uh, on uh, rushing the passer. He'll get a sack, but a lot of that's because Trey Hendrickson's flushing him uh, from his side
0: right well that's that
1: seems just relentless he's going to keep coming and keep coming but he he, he doesn't have a ton of moves he doesn't have a large rep, a repertoire so i would absolutely um spend money on the defensive interior and I, not even chris jones chris jones is older i mean he's not old but i mean he's going and then heading into age 30 season he's the same age as dj reader yeah um
0: that's why i don't that's why he might not get the big bag that that he that he wants because of his he, he's
1: so. probably still getting he's probably still getting nine figures he's probably still getting a hundred million dollars with bonuses and all and all that stuff.
0: But that's where I'm at though is is, is is to me is yes right tackle and depends on and it's just it's just scary to me because I don't know what what the hell we're gonna do if we don't have Jonah and I'm not sold on not, I, I have I haven't seen the Bengals draft a plug and play right tackle and God knows how long so but and but they we, can't they
1: can't even bring him in a free agency either. Lyle Collins was a buzz. Now he had injury issues. Orlando Brown was has been okay. He was fine is. this year. I'll, I'll say
0: all, all we need is yeah. an okay. We don't need a. Uh, that's what I We don't need a freaking Pro Bowl right now. We need an okay one. Somebody who. But I, be I, I wish that they had the ability.
1: I wish I had faith that they could go out and draft a guy and be confident that the guy that they drafted. I mean, they're they in the middle of the first round. You should be able to get an impact player.
0: But they had it. That's that's right, five. exactly. They're I wish they were confident. Right, that's why I'm not confident. I'm more confident in them driving, drafting a defensive player than I'm uh, a tackle. That's yeah. just, it's just it's just history yeah. of what they've done here uh, lately. Now, yeah, Jaden Williams, I like him, but I mean, Jaden Williams is a first-round pick. He's supposed to be a plug-and-play left tackle.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I defend him, but he's never lived up to his draft status. I will say that he's never been you know he's never been All-Pro uh pro bowl or anything like that which is where he got drafted he probably yeah. should have been yeah,
2: so yeah that's why
0: i'm like he's always an okay tackle he's not a great one
1: he's a low-end starter he's, he's not i mean it's not like he needs to be benched but he's a low-end uh low-end starter and that's i'm tired of the Bengals having low-end starters ted karras is probably middle of the road but then you've got alex Cappa who's a low-end starter uh Cordell is, I think he raised his game to be a low end starter.
0: Wait, you think Cap is a low end starter? I, yeah, I do.
1: He's only making, he's, I mean, that's where he's getting paid is for low end. Uh, I know. I,
0: I think we're, we're, he's not working his contract. He's actually yeah, been, pretty and, good. And, and, think,
1: and that's fine. Like, you can deal with
0: The problem with has been, Cordo been Vol, uh, Volson and, sorry, my boy, take care. That's where the problem has been. Not, well, a yeah. cap aside,
1: sorry. Carrots uh, okay. actually, and, and again, to put put as much weight as you want to in the PFF grades, but Ted Carrots actually was uh, the highest-rated uh, Bengals lineman for PFR. I think it was the 13th, uh, and it was the 13th-rated center. Um, but, I mean, I don't – You go way back into uh, uh, Paul D'Aner Jr. And the um, – I hear the podcast ground was the, the, the no, donkeys. no donkeys. And I'm tired of the no donkeys. Don't get like that's fine. I get that. You don't want Michael Jordan on the offensive line. You don't want Jackson Carmen. You don't want identity um, any of those guys, but I want studs. Look at the teams with the best offensive lines and, and how where they're doing. Chiefs have one of the best offensive lines.
0: Do they? That's what everybody keeps saying. I'm they, like, they really? Do. They do because their their offense line I think is worse and, and, and than last year's. Their run game sucks. And, and that's and why I don't get where people say their their offense line is great. I'm like, Patrick hunt has been running for his life. I'm like, I I don't. Yeah, see.
1: That that's because their tackles are piss poor. But they're it interior has of their interior offensive line great. Right. No, <laughs> they're, they're, because their interior. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, their, interior, good, their, their, their
0: tackles God. are terrible that doesn't make their offensive line great that makes their interior great. they're
1: they're pretty they're well tackles. like pretty well graded but um baltimore yeah. has, a, has a fantastic offensive line uh, browns I have with. a fantastic offensive line yeah, that that agree, um it, it's again i i think that and and, and I, you know, I wasn't going to say anything about Bengals having to get rid of coaches i i think they need a new offensive line coach i i don't know if that's going to happen i I'm pretty sure Callahan's going to get a uh, pretty. Much, he's going to get a head coaching gig, and, or if he doesn't, pitcher's gone because he's going to well, get an offensive coordinator that, gig.
0: That's the scary part. Look, look, Zach Taylor's already said they're basically keeping all their coaches. They're not getting rid of anybody. So yeah. believe it or not, so if everybody wants to change the, the offensive. Line, I I, I said that too. I think maybe we need to change the offensive line coach. I don't think it's going to happen. So it's really nothing to, to discuss. The th- actually the thing to discuss. Yeah. And, and the scary thing is, if Callahan like pitchers getting interviews for offensive line our offensive uh, coaching uh, offensive coordinator jobs. The scary thing is what if pitcher gets an OC job somewhere else before Callahan does. And then Callahan leaves too. And if we lose both of them, then what? If people are like, Oh good. Then we can go outside the organization. That's not always necessarily a good thing. You know, I mean, that, that's I don't thing. think. I, I think that
1: I think all things being equal, pitcher would prefer to stay here as the offensive coordinator than to go outside. Um,
0: all right, so I, I I was like, I, he'll, he'll get
1: interviewed and everything, but I don't know if he will take a job before Callahan, before the head coaching geeks get sorted okay. out.
0: The good thing, if you're an offensive coordinator here, you you uh, get to coach Joe Burrow, but yeah. you don't get to call plays. If you go somewhere else, you can call plays. Eric Bieni yeah. is still not a head coach somewhere because he, he didn't, quote, unquote, call plays. Now, this year he did call plays, and actually he's a guy that I'm kind of surprised that I haven't heard his name in any uh, coaching uh, vacancy jobs, but that's – that's a whole other, other yeah. topic. So that's where yeah. – yeah, I agree with what you're saying. But the thing is, if when you – all right, just say you're, you're a pitcher and you are trying to get an offensive of, of, coordinator job and you get offered it and you kind of ask Brian, hey, hey, are you going to stay or are you are going to go? here goes, I don't know. I haven't been offered anything. Well, you don't sit there and wait. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to wait and stay here and be the quarterback coach because I think this guy's leaving. If he gets offered an offense coordinator job somewhere else, he's gone before Brian Callahan. If Brian gets to be offered before Brian Callahan does, he's gone. He's going to leave because that's what they want to do. They want to move up to be the offensive line, uh, offense coordinator. So that's the scary part right there because that's where they both could leave. I know he might – this is a better situation. But if you want to move up in your job, you don't want to stay at the quarterback uh, coach, you want to eventually be a head coach is what you get into this for. So if you can leave and go be an office coordinator somewhere and you don't know if the guy in front of you is leaving yet or not, and they're offering you a job right now, you got to make a decision now. He's probably gone. So that's where hopefully Brian Callahan finds out quickly enough if he's staying or if he's going, and then we can keep pitcher. That's that's I'm the whole timeline. That's the scary thing right there.
1: I'm not that worried about it, even if it happens. It, Why? It, it's, it's not –
0: because... who, who are you going to put in there if we lose both of them?
1: Troy Brown? <laughs> they are they're, they're 10 million candidates out there. I don't, I don't care. I mean, throw some name out there. You you, 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 let me explain. Let me explain. Let, let me. <laughs> go
0: ahead. Cause I, 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 I got I, it, I, it, cause Bruce Cosley was, everybody's ready for Bruce Cosley to leave and our offense sucked when he left. And then what, what, uh, 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 what's face? Let's go to Washington. Uh, Oh Jesus Christ! I can't think of uh, his name. Our offense, and we had Hugh Jackson in there. Our offense sucks. So don't give me this crap that you can put anybody in there. I don't. That's not. I'm, true, saying, right? I'm not
1: saying anybody. I'm, I'm not saying just, just throw a random name. I'm saying there are plenty of people out there who are qualified to, to get that job. Um, who were the quarterbacks when Jay Gruden went to Washington? What was it, Joe Burrow? When when Bruce left, was Bruce left? Was Joe Burrow the quarterback? No, it was Boomer Esiason. Boomer Esiason at the end of his run, though.
0: No, right but in before the of it. that. No, but that when, was, when did, when, was when, did it when did
1: Cause leave? When did Causele leave?
0: Uh, ninety. Ninety and left, and very next
1: win. very next year after the we,
0: Bengals... After we went to the playoffs. Yeah.
1: It but was the very still next it. very next year we drafted a quarterback. Because so, so left. Because Coslett left. Because the team was changing direction. No, because Sam Weiss was gone. That that's why. Oh no no all no, no, that's, no, no,
0: that... no no. Sam Weiss didn't leave till after ninety one.
1: But I mean they were running. They were that. I'm not saying they should have gotten rid of Boomer Seiden. I'm saying they did. They were they were just changing at that point. My thing is you have Joe Burrow who's an who's an offensive coach on the field. And
0: that doesn't have, mean you don't need an
1: offensive coordinator. I I know. No no no. no that point all point the time. Is, I'm
0: like Joe's not the fucking offensive coordinator, you guys. I, I'm
1: not like you are you're, you're totally misunderstanding what I'm saying. Okay. There are plenty of guys that are qualified to be offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches. There's a there, there's a quarterback coach at 31 other organizations right. that, that can be a quarterback coach Burrow. for the Bengals. But, but but what that, is it? You have you have your off the greatest coach. No, it matters. It matters. It matters. But, it matters.
0: But you're acting like you just throw anybody in there. It's not. No 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 no. I'm, no.
1: I'm saying there are plenty of guys that would be able to step in and, and be fine. Yes, there are. Awesome.
0: But I'd rather have the guys that are already been here for the last five years. I've taking us to a Super Bowl and a, and I, a championship. I
1: think game. they need. I think they need a, a fresh voice. Um, I, I am fine. Like. Why? Bay- why? The Bay- why, why, why?
0: Why? Because, hold
1: on. The wait, offense has gotten a little stagnant.
0: Look at the, okay, you said. Look at what the offense they did. See, that's another thing drives us nuts. People are like, they're, they're, this offense has gotten stale. You realize how many times in the last five years that they have changed the offense of what they were trying to do because Joe got hurt, The offense line sucked, they had a coach around uh, a, a Dengie, they had a coach around Jackson Carmen. all the stuff that these guys had to coach around because of the way that Duke Coben put this team together. You don't think – that's what drives me. People are like, they don't change. That is complete crap. If you look at what they've done in the last five years of how they changed this offense in the middle of the year because look at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, did they didn't change their offense. And look, they sucked at the end. They crashed. The Bengals were actually playing better than Philadelphia at the end of the season with the backup quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, don't give me this. The offense has got stale. Ugh.
1: Sorry, I, I'm saying <laughs> this offense is going to look different in 2024, regardless who the coaches are, whether it's Callahan pitcher, whether it's Bob Smith and who the hell ever at, at a uh, quarterback coach, um, because there, there's going to be a change of wide receiver, but whether T's here or not, you're going to have a new uh, slot receiver for the first time in Zach um, Taylor's entire um, entire tenure. Um, I don't know. Joe Mixon is going to be back at running back. It's going to be a different looking offense, regardless and, and I'm not saying that you can just throw anybody out there. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm saying there are offensive coordinators get hired away. It it happens, and they well, get I mean, replaced. I get,
0: I get, I'm not worried about one of them leaving. It's yeah. both of them leaving. And it, 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 trust me, nobody's agreeing. With me. Everybody is agreeing that you, we got to get rid of this. These offensive coordinators. These guys suck. They're terrible. I mean, we've been our offense has been awful. We've never went won a damn game. <laughs> <laughs> way, yeah. Some people go way, way over the top. I, but, mean, you know. I, mean, I mean, that's not really what you're saying, but I got A Man Joe. You can always get somebody else, Press Taylor. This, I mean, you guys,
1: okay. So, let me throw this out there for you, Troy Walters, Bengals, Bengals, wide receiver coach. I, that's what I said. He yeah. gets promoted. Yeah, but, the, the, well, the, that, the, the that, offensive coordinator can easily even a pitch and Callahan and go. That's
0: the so, thing. You go from wide receivers, co- you don't normally go from wide receivers coach to offense coordinator, and you can, Jackson. Work, huh?
1: Hugh Jackson was a running back coach and an right, offensive coordinator.
0: How, he, it was terrible. He,
1: he was a great offensive coordinator.
0: Uh, last time he came, he sucked.
1: The so, so was the team around him.
0: They what the one, the one did five straight playoffs? When he came back, when, when yeah, he the started, one they came back, yeah, that one, the one with five straight playoffs. Yes, and he was also the yes, he was also the offensive coordinator when we bl- got blown up. You know, in the, in the 2005 uh, playoff game, he was also offensive coordinator. That was Bob
1: Ruckowski. Huh. That was Brad in oh, 05. That's right. That's right. That's right. When,
0: when, when was Hugh Jackson our offense coordinator? Then? Actually, he never was our offense coordinator. He yeah, was. Now, wait, that's when he came back. When he came back, he was because that was Brad Kassie. He was. He was like the because he's the one. That got, me, he's the one that got in fight with Chad Johnson in the locker room in 05.
1: Yeah, Bradkowski was just wasn't very good. Let me. When was he? I, I'm looking at the. Bengals. He was wide receivers coach from '04 to '06. He, he was he was there then in, in the 05 room. Secondary coach and special teams assistant. He was offensive coordinator '24 to '15. Okay, so yeah, he was the only special team. He was the only the offensive coordinator in '2014 and '2015, and they, they did they did a good job. He parlayed that into a head coaching gig 20, 2014 or twenty fifteen. They went three and one with AJ goddamn McCarron, and and everyone wanted him back, thinking that he's the fucking messiah uh, as a thirty as, as a forty seven year old uh, quarterback, wanted him to start over Jake Browning.
0: Anyway, I thought I, uh, that uh, the thing. I guess my point is uh, that uh, that everybody keeps not agreeing with, with me. The scary part to me yeah. is. Just, oh,
1: no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding.
0: Hey, that's fine. I could be wrong, but I mean, I don't. I. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to replace both of them. It's, right, it's right. not I'm, I'm easy not saying and I'm not saying it is. But that's what people act like. Is yeah. that, that and it drives me nuts that everybody acts like these offensive coaches suck, which they don't suck. If they no. suck, then why is everybody trying to hire them away from us?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean the, the, the continuity that they've had for five years is great, but at some point you do need to get different voices in the room. Uh Zach Taylor is the offensive coordinator and head coach. That's that's my that's my point behind it's not a huge different, not a huge deal who the actual offensive coordinator is, because Zach Taylor is so involved in the game plan and calling plays.
0: Uh, so, I'll just Jack Pat here says, they're putting words in the mouth." He just put two guys up there, and then I know, I know you're saying offensive off line coach. I, I got it. I, I understand that. I, yeah, you know, I, I, I even said offensive line coach. That's not, and that's not going to happen. I mean, Zach's already. Someone could so, <laughs> so, someone so, could
1: someone I mean, can poach him though. I mean, the, the, I mean, I don't think they're going to. Probably yeah. not. I mean, the team yeah. hasn't performed. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this
0: the only yeah. way this, coach, this coaching staff is changing is if people leave. That's it. Zach's not yeah. firing anyone. Yeah. That's what I'm, I, I guess. That's my point to to Maddie here, where he, he said that I'm putting words in his mouth, which I'm not. I'm, I, you're talking two different things. We're talking. You're talking offensive line. We're talking off its coordinator. No, of you out of your fucking element. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, ah. Uh, you got a little, we, we got a little heated there for a minute. I like that's all right. I don't, all hey, right. it's all good. It's all, I got, I got a red face. I just, dude, I just get irritated where people are like, "Oh, it's no big deal to lose by the like You guys are freaking crazy. And
1: yeah, and like, this team need I mean, this is a team that's made, made the Super Bowl, yeah. made the AFC Championship game, and finished that one game out of the playoffs, playing two thirds or a, over, a little less than half of the season with the backup quarterback, yeah. and only four games with a fully healthy quarterback. Now, I mean, if they run everything back with the same coaches. They'll still they still win 10, 12, 13 games next year. I just think my opinion, my personal, not not what I would do, not what they should do, I would like a different voice in the room. Just try something different. I would like them to be exotic. I would love it when they were exotic. I, I love it when, when they do exotic stuff. I, I love, like, yeah, those trick plays, they ran some trick plays that
0: just fucking were disastrous. Yeah, I don't want tricks. Okay. Throwing, thro- throwing a, throwing a touchdown so, pass. So- you're, you're talking about Hugh Jackson, or, or that one, Hugh Jackson. It was, um, God damn it. Who's the, the offense coordinator before him? His brother was, was Tampa Bay's coach. Well, I can't I think of his name? Jay Gruden. Thank you. You want to go back to Jay Gruden, where we got offensive linemen split out wide? <laughs> no, I
1: thought that was Hugh. I thought that was Hugh Jackson. Was that you?
0: Yeah. All right, yeah, they is, it I i't had the
1: interior offensive line, and, and it had the tackles split out wide with yeah. the wide receivers. <laughs> See, I like that shit. I, it's, that, that's fun. Yeah. It, 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 is it the best? Like, it's the most effective and efficient football? No, but, but that's, you're changing, like, you're making the defense think. You line up with some weird fucking exotic, that whole stupid-ass ring-around-the-rosy shit that the Chiefs did last year. Everyone hated. I thought it was stupid. I thought, but at, at the end of the day. Defense is standing around there, like, on their heels while they're doing this thinking, what the fuck is going on?
2: What are you doing?
1: That that adds a second of hesitation, or that just adds a little extra thought in their head. And it's all about creating some indecision, creating hesitation, making them react instead of act. Right. And that's why I like exotic stuff. I love all the crazy motion. I love watching the um, uh, Dolphins offense. Dolphins shit the bed against good teams. But their offense when they're humming that offense with the motion on how they move uh, Tyreek around, it's fun to watch all the different run fits and everything. Uh the 49ers. I, I know we, we hate the
0: 49ers, but uh yeah, it's fun no, watching. I'm with, yeah, I'm with you on all that. I do yeah, you know, that's that's I I do agree with that. That has been one of the problems with the offense this year, is the motion. It's like it, yeah. that's why I guess I keep going back. another thing would help is a tight end who can do both. You know, and I'm not look. If we don't sign Jonah Williams, we got to get a right tackle, or we yeah. got to get a defense. Line. That, that to me, that's priority. The whole thing with Brock Bowers, tongue in cheek. I don't. I would not draft him over if there's a better right tackle or a better interior lineman at eighteen. I'm going that direction. But if you can get a tight end who can, I don't know, block and catch, and you can you can leave him out there, you don't have to keep switching them out. Right there, that that's the the the, the deception that I think that needs to happen along with the different motion. Like everything, yeah, remember. We saw Jamar Chase. I don't think we saw this at all this year. I don't remember seeing, it, but we had Jamar Chase in the background or in the backfield. A few times, that, a few times, not, not very often. often though. No. That, that's something that you can you can split. You can start him inside. You can split him outside. You can run him around wide. You can do all kinds of. stuff. I don't think they did as much stuff. And part of it, partly of that too, is I think was Joe's injury, huh? Five, I'm looking
1: at a PFF five times uh, he lined up in the backfield, once in week two, week five, week eight, week 11, week 13. That's not enough.
0: No, and, but but a lot of this I think has to do with Joe's injury too because he could not go under center. He couldn't – everything had to be from shotgun. And then once he got going, now, I, the thing I said this during the season, the most creative I saw the offense the best I saw it looking – was against the Sucky Niners. We kicked their ass. We ran yeah, the ball down the throat.
1: Just efficient.
0: Yeah, and, and we, we were on time, and they had no idea if we were running or if we were throwing the ball the whole game. That was the game plan. That was perfect. I never really saw it again the, the rest of the season. So that part did irritate me that they that, that did they did that. And I I think I think we were seeing that in the in the Ravens game. The one Joe got hurt. It did seem like that. And like you say, this last pass was for the lead. So. That's what I just didn't understand this year, as far as the offense. It seemed like we find something that worked, and then we go back to the same thing. So that that is the part that did drive me. nuts this year with the offense.
1: Yeah, and, and again, this is more. This is more. I, I just. I'm not saying I'm smarter than the than, than the Bengals coaches. I am, but I'm not saying that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think the offense. What Burrow does, and, and again, you have to. With a franchise quarterback, you have to take what they want to do and make that the base of your offense. But I just think the more varied, I, I, I think the more diverse and complex offense you have, the more efficient it can be because you're not just relying on one thing, on just lining everybody up, you know, checking, you know, just pre-snap reads, post-snap reads, and, and, and throwing the ball. I I like the fact that teams will scheme guys open. They, they will scheme, you know, how out, outside of the Arizona game, Often did we just basically commit to giving Jamar Chase the ball? He's the uh-huh. best, the uh-huh. best football player on the Bengals. Like the best player, yeah. ma- the best playmaker Yeah, on the Bengals. And, and there's one it. game out of what the 16 games he played where they made a 100% commitment. He's getting the ball. He's going to keep getting fed, feed him, feed him, feed him. And
0: yeah. And even I, though they're not 100% yeah. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I'm, I, like, again, when I say, that I, I'm not I, when I'm defending the offensive coaches, I am not completely happy with everything that happened this year. I just get tired of everybody banging on me, like they suck and they're awful. They're not awful. There are a lot of stuff that I didn't like that they did this year. So, one thing. Yeah. Now I, I got to quit. I, I see every people start to talk draft. I guess I got to start looking at the draft. I I, I have not. <laughs>
1: Still too early.
0: I'm like, still like, too I'm, early. Let's start talking about the draft. I'm gonna talk about the draft from now until March. Right? We still have
1: free agency to go through. Yeah, like, we'll like, see them at the end. Right. And, and then franchise tags and then free agency. And like a draft, like I'm I'm looking at names, but yeah. Bengals like, like places where we think the Bengals are gonna draft, they're gonna fill the spots with free agency and we're just right. wasting our time pissing up a rope.
0: Yeah, like like Jack by Joey here, Matty says they're gonna take two uh, linemen in the first two picks. I have no idea. Like you just said, it depends on what they do with free agency. I mean, you can't sit there and say that here in January. I yeah. mean, they could,
1: but they, they can also go with the receiver too, because right. they're T Higgins, even if like he, he's, I think there's a 97, 98% chance to where he is franchise tagged and back with the, with, with the team. I think there's a 1% chance he's tagged and traded and 1% chance. He's not tagged. 98% chance. He's on the Bengals, but he's not going to be there in 2025. Tyler Boyd's gone this uh in 2024 right. and Charlie Jones did not show that he's ready to be the slot receiver they, they need wide receivers so they don't yeah, have a need they, for, for, they for think, uh, right. uh playmakers uh so
0: do you now, I, I agree with you. I think they are going to try to to, to get uh, somebody in slot but Trent and Irwin and I'm not saying starter or anything like that do you think he plays a bigger role next year if we don't have a plug-and play slot guy it, it could be a combination of Charlie Jones Irvin and, and somebody else because Trent Irwin Say what you want about him if the ball is anywhere he can catch it he catches that damn thing. So I mean that that's a big thing and, and Joe trusts him. What what's your thoughts on him? Um
1: I hope not. I like Trent Nervin. He's a guy that like when his number's called, yeah, but he's not a guy that that, that can uh get uh, get free in coverage. he gets open, he can find a spot in the zone. He knows how to uh how to sit down on routes. So he can make the catch, but they need somebody who can get open. Tyler Boyd could not get open. He struggled yeah. to get open all year. T. Higgins isn't great getting open because he, he's not quick. He's big, strong, and tall, and can make the big downfield catches because he's going to moss you. You know, he's going to jump over top of you, or he's going to uh, run through you. Right. But they need guys who can get open. That's why I I, I think Yosef is like is going to be wide receiver four next year. And I don't know who's going to be in the slot. It's not going to be Trent. I hope it's not Trent and Irwin because he's going to be more, less productive than Tyler Boyd, just with fewer drops.
0: And my point was not him being the go-to guy at the slot. Right. I just think if if we don't have a quote-unquote guy to come back and be that third wide receiver, it's going to be right now. It's going to be Trent and Irwin, uh, Chuck Sizzle, and whoever they bring in. I think it's going to be a combination of those three. But the thing is, if you can get it could be Tanner Hudson. If Tanner Hudson comes back, I and mean, I'm not not slot, slot receiver, but it's the third option. You know, the t- tight end could open up more if we don't have that great wide receiver that we had in Tyler Boyd la- last couple of years. So that's another thing. If, if and that's says Tanner Hudson I think is a restricted free agent. I think we could sign him. Uh exclusive for, rights.
1: Exclusive right. rights. He he's oh, got he's the same contract yeah, yeah. as uh right. as Browning.
0: He's a practice squad guy. So he's not going yeah. anywhere. Uh uh, j- j- uh Matty Santee, or um, uh, Trent Irwin is a free agent this year, so yeah, he is. I don't know, which I mean, I I think he's been a free agent the last couple of years, so I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they get him. Now, the thing with Charlie Jones, I believe that he can be that guy to replace Tyler Boyd. I do. I mean, say what you want about what you saw this year. I he was he got injured. I I saw I guess enough glimpses. Now I'm not saying don't get one. By all means, go get a wide receiver. To, to compete for it, that that's not what I, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I, I've seen where I think that Charlie Jones can be that guy and can be that that third option. But I'm still saying I'm still with you. Go get somebody under to yeah. compete because I always want people to compete. I want competition. And Someone, to earn. Earn Someone yes. needs to earn a job. Someone needs to
1: earn a job. And, and anyway, Charlie Jones has a ton of awesome uh, qualities. He needs to get a lot stronger, and, and that can be done. I mean, he's got yeah. an entire offseason. I mean, last year he had to work on. You know, you, you spend so much. Uh, time just prepping for the underwear olympics at the um at the combine um which is totally different than getting yourself in football shape like you're trying to make yourself as ripped you know so when they do all the measurements you've got the fewest body fat and you can you need to work on your fucking broad jump and shuttle runs and stuff. shit that has nothing to do with football right. um i think he absolutely has the ability to make him to remake his body he's just not strong enough and expecting him giving him the job that's where they fucked up with zach carter he had a lot of work to do in the weight room between last season and this season and they expected him to make that jump and he didn't do it. You can't expect that. You can ask that of them and put them in competition, but right, right. he's not yet. Uh, Trent Nerman is a restricted free agent. Okay. Okay. So he's not. But his, his the other issue, 25 catches, he had two fumbles. Right. Really? Like that's, that's, yeah, he had too many fumbles for a guy that is, you know, maybe he doesn't drop many, but. Yeah, hey, I didn't know he dropped two. Yeah, I don't remember. But, but yeah, uh, I I know he's he's had a couple fumbles on uh muffs on punt returns. I don't think he's lost it yet. No, I remember but, he did do that uh, yeah. on one
0: of the games on a punt return, and he, yeah. he got it right back. I, that once you said that does.
1: Yeah, but he fell on. I don't think they've lost. I don't think they've lost possession, but but when you're hanging on, when, when you're a back of the room type guy, you can't make those mistakes. And, and I like Trent Irwin again. He answers anytime his uh, numbers called, but. He's super low end, and he's another guy who's going to struggle to get open if they're, you know, get tripling Tamar uh, Chase.
0: Right, right. That's why I think Higgins back is, is crucial, but we'll see. Anyway, yeah. Joe, it's been fun. I like arguing with you. It's lively. <laughs> really <Very> lively. <laughs> Hey, like I said, people. I argue with people on Facebook all the time, and especially Chiefs fans here lately. And dude, I'm, trust me, I have just been trolling Chiefs fans. I've been keep putting stuff out there Just, to I've, piss I've
1: seen off. it on X. I've seen it on X. <laughs> I, I've
0: been doing it just to piss. I think it's funny. They're like, "Oh, we live rent free in your head." I'm like, "I like free rent." Ah, where's your rigs?
1: Like, ah, your you're literally just posting a, you know, uh, some picture or whatever on your own thing, and then they're coming after like. You guys are searching this shit out.
2: That's what I keep
1: telling them. So the point is, okay, yeah, I I get what they're saying. Yeah, like you're talking about a team that isn't relevant to the Bengals right now because the Bengals are in off season mode. But you're searching
0: this shit out from a you know from a Cincinnati's uh, sports guy. Like, what the fuck are you like? What are you doing? (laughs) That's that's what I keep telling them. Like. You commented on my page. I didn't comment on you. You found that.
1: me. Right. Like exactly. you follow me because you like to follow somebody who covers sports that aren't your you know aren't your own teams, which is <laughs> fucking weird. I don't get that. I, I don't understand that. But like I what I, I don't you're seeking this shit out, so are I you know. just doing a search for you know for, for people to troll? Like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I don't
0: know. Strawberry ice. And the Chiefs. Wait, oh, I'm gonna get this mother effer now.
1: <laughs> I've said it before and I've said it again. Touch grass. <laughs> uh. You take this? Yes.
0: Yep. Set it down. That's, 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 what I, that's what I keep saying. They're like until people are like, "Well, it popped up on, on my feed." Like I told one of them, "Like, well, you didn't have to comment." Right. So just are, are you?
1: You know, someone retweeted it or. Or you're in the you're in the wrong thing. You're in the for you thing, and you're not in the timeline. Like you switch right. over to the right feed on your on your Twitter machine.
0: It <laughs> cracks me up. They they come at me, and I'm like, and the thing is, they act like I'm getting mad, but like, I'm just sitting there laughing at you guys. Right, <laughs> like, I'm just screwing like, around, like, pushing buttons. Like, yeah, yeah it's, my team, my team did make the playoffs. I'm going to, root. and that's what drives me nuts. They're like, they're like, oh, well, whoa, well, you 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 don't care, you, you don't matter, blah blah. I was like, dude. I told one of them, I said, look, if the Chiefs didn't make the playoffs, you would do the same damn thing. You'd be yeah, exactly. Because it's called a rivalry. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what it's called. I, like, do I... Have I do have something to show you guys before I get out of here. here. Oh, what do you went got? To, got,
1: got? some Getting some work done. Oh, shit. And... Oh, I got a new tat. Yes. Oh, getting, nice. just, just got the line work done. So I, I don't know if that. you guys can, well. you can see the uh, tiger.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, obviously, there's a lot more to be done. Between hell, I don't know. It's going to be a full sleeve with all kinds of other shit. I'm going to get an actual Bearcat, like the the actual Benterong, in the uh, in that as well. So,
0: well, you you and me were talking the other day. You're talking about getting a full sleeve of Cincinnati sports. I'm like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Because I wanted to get the half sleeve when we win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So i think about what because Ted Karras is going to and he hats are going to let everybody get the free tattoos who yeah. signed up or whatever. So I think I might start that with the Cincy tattoo yeah. up here and then logo and all that stuff. I'm, but, yeah, I'm going all I, the yeah. way down
1: so I got to figure out something. Something for the Reds. I've already got my Bearcats. You know, yeah. well there, but
0: yeah, I'm, on, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm of, yeah. I don't know if we're going down here or not. We'll see. I don't yeah. care. I, I'm, I'm
1: entering middle age. I don't. I work from home. I don't work in an office. I don't care what I look like anymore. My kids. I'm probably going to embarrass the hell out of them, but I don't care. That's their <laughs> problem, not
0: mine. Dude, I, I say that all the time. I, I don't care what people think. I don't.
1: I don't care. Yeah, like I'm not trying to embarrass you, but. If it happens, but it is
0: kind of fun though when I do embarrass my family.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, my wife doesn't care about like sports enough to like pay attention to anything I say, or else she'd see like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> after after being married to and dating me for twenty four years now, like she knows I'm a fucking idiot. Like, like this is, this was we, we knew this in January of two thousand when we when we got together. So like this this is established. This is
0: fact. Jeezal, well, January two thousand. I was already married three years. I had a kid. God, I'm old.
1: <laughs> I know you are.
0: Shut up, Joe. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. This has been absolute blast, man. This, I think it's been a long, the longest years we've done. Uh, plug some stuff on the on the riverfront and the Bigelow show.
1: Everyone on you guys know where to find me. Uh, riverfront since we are actually live count. We are at nine hundred ninety seven subscribers. Like we are on the precipice. Woo-hoo! Nate the precipice. Tim. Nate, Tim, and I as soon as one of, as soon as we find Red a thousand, we're gonna uh, uh, jump on either a Zoom call, or jump on uh, FaceTime, and, and, and do a shot. I don't care if it's three in the morning.
0: I thought uh, if you're running shirtless around the neighborhood. That's what I want now. I. That's Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 if it happens on Tuesday, then you're going pantsless. Um,
1: those are Wednesdays. <laughs> I just, have to go, I just have to go that way because the, the school is that the school is that way. So I'm going to make sure I go that way.
0: <laughs> oh, God. This shit is what's sideways. All right, Joe. No. i
1: river you c- river YouTube.com, Riverfront Cincy. Uh, the Bengals show, at the Bengals show is our Twitter. I, again, i mean, check us out. We've got so much good shit with the Riverfront U. We've got our writers for UC Xavier NKU in Miami. Check us out. You know where to find me. I, I'm, I'm here enough.
0: Exactly. All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. Who Today. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. That was a fun show. I haven't I haven't gotten in an argument like that with somebody since Jeremy was on the show. So oh, that was fun. I, I, by the way, Joe, I was right. I won the argument. Just just saying. See, I have all control. You're 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 down there in the, in, the, in the in the you know stage and you yeah, backstage. You can't say anything. He's typing right now. I can, I can already tell. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, just a quick reminder. Tomorrow. We're doing a live show at Midwest Best Barbecue. We're giving away four Psychoids tickets versus the Walleye, a Marvel hat, a Marvel hoodie, because it's Marvel night at Psycho's game. So show up tomorrow uh, to, to enter the contest, go to ZTV online, and please make sure you subscribe to my show because I'll be giving it away live on the show at Midwest Best Barbecue. All right, I got to see. Hold on. I, got, I know Joe put something over I see what he said. Let, let's see what did Joe say? Uh You're a legend and you're on my... Duh! Fucking like great up here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So make sure you guys show up to Midwest Best Barbecue tomorrow. They have a they have a delicious, delicious chicken wings. Tim and Nicole are great people, so make sure you guys show up tomorrow. I don't even think I said this, but I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. It's brought to my T-Properties and Jackpot Joey. I think I forgot all those plugs. Anyway, I'm doing all watching bunch of new stuff I forgot. But shout out to everybody watching. Uh, if you're watching the show right now, please hit the thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. I'm on ZTV, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter X. All these are getting close to 4,000. Well, YouTube's not. YouTube's almost at 3,000. Uh Facebook and X It's a race to see who can be there fast. So make sure you follow me on all these. You share the show out. I'm on Rumble. Follow me on Instagram, threads, TikTok, podcast. Like I said, I'm gonna be trolling the Chiefs fans. You know, if you just want some pure entertainment, I'm gonna be trolling the Chiefs fans until they get out of the playoffs. So it might maybe it'll end this weekend. I don't know. So make sure you follow me on uh Facebook, Twitter, X Threads, uh TikTok. Pulling us off later on, later on tonight. Putting on the podcast on B-Pod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please, please, please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a comment and a five star review. So more people find more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Remember what Jamar says: anybody but the Chiefs. And that's your sports baby. See you. Ice. I'm your host, Ice Man Jeff Trenipole. And as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Midwest best barbecue. If you haven't noticed, that's a new sponsor of the show. So, shout out to Midwest Best Barbecue. By the way, this Saturday, meaning tomorrow, we're going to be doing a live show right there at Midwest Best starting at two o'clock. Me and Bengals captain are going to be there discussing what's new with the Bengals, maybe Bearcats, whatever you guys want to talk about. Also, we'll be giving away four tickets to the Cyclones versus Walleye Game. It's Marbles night. So, you can not only win four Cyclones tickets, you can win a Marvel hat and a Marvel hoodie. All you got to do is go to ZTV online. Uh, uh, fill out the information there, and please subscribe to my channel because I'm giving it, to, giving it away live on the show Saturday. You don't have to be at Midwest Best, but you come join us for the fun, and just make sure you are subscribed and you are registered. What's up to everybody? I am Strawberry Ice. I am live streaming on ZTV Online. YouTube, we're at 2,493 subscribers. Facebook, 3,388. X, 3,000 Nine thirty eight. It's a rumble. It's a rumble. It's a it's a sprint to see who can get to four thousand. Either Facebook or Twitter. YouTube is a little far behind. Anyway, if you're checking it out on the podcast, welcome. I'm on Bean Pod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast base. Make sure you rate, like, and review. And happy birthday to my favorite red of all time. He's right here. He's over there in the corner. He is Spuds Chris Sabo. If you knew me growing up, you would think I would have been obsessed with the guy. I got saved stuff all over this place. But anyway, happy birthday to one of the Reds' best and Reds' Hall of Fame. What's up there, everybody in the chat? Mod's in there. What's going on, stranger? Lindsay, what's up, Brad? Jackpot is in there. All right, let's get to this thing. I have a coach for today. Let's get to him first. He's Joe Farsing. Well, come on. Uh, you hit the buttons. You hit the buttons and they don't want to work sometimes. I don't know. It's cold down here. I don't figured
1: you just—I just decided you just didn't want to have me on the show anymore. Like, oh, he's having technical issues. Sorry, we get well, someone else. Nobody.
0: Well, me, me and Dan talked before the show, and he wasn't really sure he wanted you on. But I said he's really an okay guy. So, uh, anyway.
1: <laughs> despite popular, uh, despite popular opinion, yeah, I'm I'm a pretty good dude. Exactly.
0: Well, what's up, be, dude? What's up, man? Let's get to the uh, Bengals broadcaster, the Bearcats broadcaster. He does red stuff. He used to do Fox 19. He used to be one of the bald guys. Yeah, he's he's multi-talented. He's Dan Horton. Come on. What's up, Dan?
2: How you doing? What's up, fellas? I am still one of the bald guys, unfortunately. (laughs) I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Joe, that's a very good look. We (laughs) share share the same barber. I like to see that. Uh, But good to be on with you guys. How are you?
0: Good, good dad. I, I appreciate you coming on and unfortunately, uh you're not as busy as you have been the last couple of years with the Bengals not making the playoffs. Um how wh- wh- what's the start there? How wh- where do you think it went wrong? Is it all just injuries? Is it all uh, fixable stuff or what what happened this year?
2: Well, it's largely one injury and yeah. we know who that injury was too. I think if they had a healthy Joe Burrow through training camp and through the season, they would still be playing right now. They'd probably be playing at home right now. So I have described this last season as we interrupt this program. (laughs) I don't think it was the end. I do think it was an interruption. Everybody that I've talked to from around the NFL fully anticipates the Bengals will be back in the mix next year as one of the top teams in the NFL, even though we know there are going to be some roster changes going forward.
0: Exactly. Joe, what do you got? Uh, first thing, it's,
1: this is the first time I've been able to speak to somebody who has had a Simpsons character named after them, so that in and of itself is just an <laughs> awesome honor. Um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, this was just a really weird Bengals season. I've you know, said it before on Jeff's show, said it on my own show, and, and nothing felt normal. Uh, Burrow didn't play one game against any uh, divisional opponent where he was at 100% outside of the first 25 minutes in Baltimore, and the very last pass of the season that he threw gave him the lead. So um, it, it's, I don't know where this team would have gone comparatively to, you know, 21, 22, because the defense just wasn't what we thought it was. And that's partially injuries. And in a large part, they underestimated how big the departures in the uh, uh, safety room were going to be. Um, I guess my first question, the only question that I have, this is the major one. Do you think that the Bengals are set at safety position, or at least are set with Battle and uh, Dax Hill as starters for this coming up season, or do you think they're going to bring someone else in just to give some more? I don't know competition. I man, this was both of their first year starting, so it's hard to give you know t- to judge too hard, too harshly on the guys, but.
2: Yeah, Joe, if I had to make a bet, I think those two guys will be the starting safeties next year. I do anticipate that the Bengals will go out and sign a veteran, somebody to add to the room. Maybe that somebody winds up winning the starting job in training camp. I suppose it's possible. But Jordan Battle was great. Mm -hmm. Pro Football Focus ranked him as as the Bengals' best defensive player overall ahead of Trey Hendricks and ahead of DJ Reader. So that speaks to how well he played. Dax Hill was a disappointment, but I don't think they're giving up on the guy. Um, I'm not quite sure why he struggled to the extent that he did, but the traits are still there. He's a smart guy. Uh, Anybody that spent any time with Dax Hill would be impressed by talking to him. So I think with another year of coaching under Lou Anarumo and his staff, they're hoping that Dax Hill makes a major improvement next year. And getting back to what I said initially, I do anticipate that those two guys will be the starting safeties next year.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, well, off-season moves here. The, the biggest one, T. Higgins. The second one is Jonah Williams. Um, what's your What's your thoughts on – because just listening to Joe Burrow talk in his press conference, you know, if somebody asked him, you know, if there's things put in place for his contract to try to help out, and he kind of hinted that there was – uh, to me, and Zach Taylor's come out and said we expect him to come back next year. Now, that could be come back next year on just a tag and you know not necessarily getting signed. What is your just heart of hearts? Where, where do you think is T coming back on the tag or are they actually going to resign him? And what about Jonah? Can we bring him back?
2: I think T will be back on the franchise tag. After that news conference that Joe Burrow did right after the season, when he was finished, I turned to somebody and I said, well, I guess T's back. because (laughs) If Joe says I expect him to be back, then T Higgins is going to be back. So I do think it's likely to be on the franchise tag. And I don't think this is a negative thing where the Bengals are concerned. Let's face it. Jamar Chase is going to be one of the top two or three highest paid wide receivers in the NFL. That's probably going to get done prior to this upcoming season. And when you're paying your quarterback more than 50 mil and you're paying one of your wide receivers, probably more than 30 mil, it's really hard to pay another one somewhere in the vicinity of 25 mil. I'm not exactly sure what T Higgins is asking for, but he's got the same agent as Jesse Bates. And I don't think he's looking to give anybody a discount nor should he. So I anticipate that the Bengals will try to keep the band together uh, for at least one more year by using the franchise tag. And um, that's a good thing. I look forward to seeing those guys together for at least one more year.
0: Now I had uh Mike Petragio on here yesterday and I, he brought this up as far as, cause uh, for me in the off, off season, defensive line, especially out the middle is a big thing that we got to improve upon with keeping, you know, Jonah and T if we can't keep both. Um, he mentioned Chris Jones. I, I said I would be shocked if we signed him. He goes, well, everybody's shocked that we signed Orlando Brown. I said that's true. So he said, you never, you never know. He wasn't reporting it or anything like that. He was just throwing it out there. I mean, to me, if the Bengals, if, if this would be the perfect scenario, they get T signed, they on a franchise tag or whatever, bring back Jonah, uh, get get uh, the Chris Jones, and then uh, Brock Bowers falls as to as to an eighteen. I mean. That's the perfect offseason to me right
2: there, Dan. That is the perfect offseason. I guess I didn't answer your question about Jonah Williams, by the way. I don't think Jonah will be back. You know, Jonah played reasonably well. But depending on how highly you value pro football focus rankings, he still was in the 60s for offensive tackles. And he's going to get a contract for somebody with much better status than that. Uh, for lack of a better expression, he's going to get paid. And their free agent projections say four years, 64 mil. That's what the Bengals are paying Orlando Brown Jr. Mm. And Jonah Williams is not as good. You know, Orlando maybe didn't live up to our our hopes and expectations, but he was still pretty solid. I think he probably bounces back and plays even better next year. And he does have the pedigree of being a four-time pro bowler. Jonah doesn't have that. I think he's a perfectly serviceable NFL uh, offensive tackle, but I think he's going to get paid like he's much better than that. And that's likely to be somewhere else. As for Chris Jones. Yeah, it'd be great, but I don't see it happening. One of the reasons why the Bengals were able to sign Orlando Brown jr. Is that he didn't get top dollar. Um, You know, he's, he's not skimping to get by at $16 million a year. But the Chiefs had offered him more than 20 prior to that. They just didn't offer him as much guaranteed money. So I don't see that happening with Chris Jones. Somebody is going to pay him as one of the top defensive tackles, one of the highest paid defensive tackles in the NFL. And I wouldn't anticipate that being in Cincinnati. As for Brock Bowers, will he make it to 18 Probably not, but we can keep <laughs> our finger, fingers crossed and hope that it happens.
0: Right, exactly. So if Jonah Williams does leave, that that's to me is a scary proposition. Say what you want about Jonah, but Dan, we have nobody <laughs> to replace him. Um, and I don't really think there's a guy in, in free agency that's any better than Jonah. Might be as good as Jonah, but not any better. And I don't know if we're at 18. I don't know if we, we again, we can't draft anybody there. So What's your thoughts on what the Bengals will do if they do not resign Jonah Williams?
2: Well, everything I've read and heard about this year's draft is that it's really deep in offensive tackles. So I do think there is going to be a potential plug-and-play starter available uh, with the 18th pick in the draft. So that is certainly a very viable option. There are some free agents out there that are probably comparable, at least, to Jonah Williams. The name Mike Owenu. Has come up from the New England Patriots. He had very high pro football focus grades this past year. And the issue with him is he's played guard, he's played tackle. They've kind of had a hard time trying to figure out where he should be. And he's performed best when he's been at right tackle. So maybe that's a name to keep an eye on. But uh, I do think the opportunity is going to be there to get a prototypical right tackle with the 18th pick, somebody that's bigger than Jonah, more of a, you know, six, seven. 300 pound rope of guy, which I think this offensive line could use.
0: Now, I got a question for Brad. Dan, uh, do you think they will go out and find a number one tight end? Like, I guess you just got to add, add, answer this or stick with Hayden Hutchinson, which I, 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 she be Hayden Tanner Hutchinson, which I, I think Tanner did a great job. I was banging his drum at, at training camp. I was watching him from the bridge. I remember going, who in the hell is 87? I, he was just jumping off the, the, the page so to speak you know from from watching from the bridge but uh with, with with that being said to me if you got tanner hudson and and sample as your one and two that's pretty good you still need to add somebody to i think what's your Yeah, I
2: think Tanner Hudson will be back, but I certainly think adding a more explosive tight end is on the menu for things they would like to get done this season. You mentioned Brock Bowers. That would be a fantasy. That was more tongue in cheek. I don't really think it could happen. I mean, (laughs) I've seen some mock drafts where he slides to 18. You never know. You don't know what teams are thinking and you don't know which ones, you know, are really targeting tight end in the draft. So anything's possible. Um, But I do think that they're probably going to look to add more of a field stretcher. You know, Tanner Hudson, I think, had one or two catches where the ball was thrown 20 yards downfield, but they don't really get a lot of explosive plays from their tight ends, and I think that's something that they would like to add if they can.
0: Yeah, the only it that scares me is, if they do, which, I mean, if Jonah Williams is gone, then I think 100% they're getting a, a tackle. And the only thing that scares me is just the Bengals' track record the last couple of years of drafting offense linemen. That Cornel Wilson has, has worked out. I mean, people can say what they want, but he's getting better, and I, I think he's going to be a fine guard. But we got the Jackson Carmen thing, and then however people want to say about Jonah Williams. That's the part that just scares me of, of if they can actually get a guy for plug-and-play because – damn, the goal is here Cincinnati, to win the Super Bowl. That's the goal. So if you, that's where I wish they'd sign Jonas so you had that veteran guy in there and had the same five guys back. I know not everybody agrees with me, but does that does that worry you, I guess, with the, the, the past of the Bengals drafting tackles?
2: No, because we kind of pick and choose how we evaluate that. So yeah, people are going to throw out Cedric Obwehi and Jackson Carmen, guys that didn't work out the way that uh, the Bengals were hoping that they would. But then you forget about Kevin Zeitler, who's still playing and playing at a very high level. You know, you want to keep Jonah. They drafted him, so Jonah hasn't been terrible. And he had injuries at the beginning of his year. So I think most teams have an up-and-down track record when it comes to the draft, especially when you get past the first round. And I think if they wind up using the 18th pick in the draft on somebody that they think can play right tackle he might never be an all pro or a pro bowler but i think they're going to get somebody who would be competent and able to play right off the bat
0: Joe, what you got
1: I was going to say uh Dan Brugler in the athletic uh did an article this morning about the first two round draft uh mock draft for the Bengals he had them getting um totally missing Martin it here Mims. Yeah there you go Mims uh who's a yeah. huge monster of a man 6'7" uh, 340 There's right. going to be a lot of large guys available at that spot in the draft I would imagine that they're not going to spend money in free agency to get a right tackle. So I think that they're going to target, even if Brock Bowers is miraculously on the board. Oh, if
0: he's there, if they don't have Jonah, they're drafted a right tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. I, I just see them spending their money, not wanting to spend more money. They have so much money tied up in the offensive line. Now, oh, granted, that'll, that, that cap face will go down because Jonah's going to be gone, but. They need to spread out that money elsewhere, so they're not going to get someone, uh, get another offensive tackle in free agency. I, th- I think regardless of what happens in free agency, they're going after a right tackle. Um,
2: Let me just interject. They're not going to just draft a right tackle right, in the right, first right. round if Jonah's on the roster. They don't do that. Now, yeah. if he's not on the roster, they're going to draft one and it might be in the second round, they would draft somebody that they think can play right away, but they're not going to pigeonhole themselves into saying, all right, whoever the best right tackle left is, that's going to take at number 17. They will not do that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. That, I mean, I, I didn't, I, obviously they're never a team that tries to draft for need unless it's a quarterback or anything or something like that. But um, outside of the key spots that we talked about, like uh, where do you think they could go out uh, – uh, where do you think they're going to look in free agency? Again, we talk defensive interior. I mean, I'd love for DJ to be back. I don't know what DJ Reader is going to look like next year. He's oh, a year older. Exactly. And I don't know what his rehab timetable is. I can see him almost doing like Lyle Collins and waiting until after the season starts before he uh, signs with somebody if it if it takes that long.
2: I think replacing DJ Reader is more significant than replacing Jonah Williams. I, mean, I agree with that. Is- yeah. Solid and competent and durable and a good guy. I have nothing against Jonah Williams, but DJ Reader is a huge difference maker. Yes, Um, We've seen the results, the difference when he's in there and when he's not. The Bengals stop the run when he is and struggle to stop the run when he's not. Like you, I don't know the timetable for his injury, but in a sad way, I do think his injury probably made it more likely that he will be back. I think there would have been a team out there that would have given him like a four-year huge deal, similar to the one that he got the first time around from Cincinnati. Now that he's rehabbing from this injury, I think it probably takes more than a couple of years off the table. And if it's something like a one-year prove-it type deal or maybe even a two-year deal with incentives, I think the Bengals would be very, very interested in keeping him around under those circumstances. And Lou Anarumo made it pretty clear that you know he would really like that to happen. So when Joe Burrow says this guy will be back, we know that guy will be back. Right. When Lou says it, it's more with his fingers crossed, hoping. But I do think there's a reasonably good chance that DJ will be back.
0: Yeah, Lou, Lou wanted Bell back last year, and well, you know how that worked out, unfortunately.
2: My off the walk uh, pick for the year
1: is Bell will be back. That the Panthers will, uh, Panthers will, uh, it'll be a cap casualty, and the Bengals
2: will bring him back.
0: Hey, that sounds good to me. I'll take it.
2: Interesting uh, call. Hadn't thought of that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
0: All right. Matty Meyer, Jack by Joey here. He's, he says, Dan, would you agree? We need D-line. We got a ton of glass. I said, I see glass eater coach. Is that part of the reason? <laughs> he said, do we, basically, do we need help on the on the D-line? I, he kind of messed it all up. <laughs> but I got, I got the gist of what he said.
2: Yes, they do need (laughs) help on the defensive line. First and foremost, whether it's DJ or somebody else that can be a disruptive three technique, they need somebody that fits that description on the roster. So whether it's re-signing DJ, drafting one, it would probably have to be fairly high or going out and signing somebody else. That is a spot of need that will have to be filled. Uh, The pass rush beyond Trey Hendrickson was disappointing this year. I still am a believer in Sam Hubbard. You know, Sam played the second half of the season on an ankle that needed surgery the Wednesday after the final game of the year, Mm -hmm. so he wasn't completely healthy. And, you know, we know Sam, he's not a double-digit sack guy, but he is a guy capable of getting you 8 to 10, somewhere in that neighborhood, and, you know, super reliable. So I, I think his production will probably go up. But some of the other guys that rotated in didn't deliver the way that we hoped that they would. Joseph Osai had a very limited role. Now, he had surgery in the offseason. Then he got hurt in the final preseason game. It seemed like his season was doomed from the very beginning. Zach Carter bulked up. We had high hopes that he would really be productive. He had his moments, but didn't have a great year. Uh, Josh Tupo, his contract's up. He might not be back. So I do think defensive line is a major area that they're going to look to uh, add through players in the draft or in free agency.
0: Uh, quick, two quick things here. I know, I know you got to get out of here uh, real quick is, again, a, a defensive line, uh, a guy, a, a position that I think the bank was still have not replaced. It's Larry O. Larry Ogunjobi. I think he, with DJ Reader and BJ Hill, was tremendous. He While he, well, he was a starter and BJ came off the bench at the time, that's a position where Zach Carr, like you said, was supposed to be there. That's one where I think is a major thing that they need to try to fix this year because they haven't been able to fix it since Larry's left that that and I I think that's a big contributor to some of the run game or run defense going down this year uh, compared to last to last year and 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 that so that's a big one is getting DJ back getting someone to back him and BJ Hill up I think well I don't know if there's a guy out there that we can get a free agency or not but I think that's that's one of the major what major ones now I guess it's more of a statement go ahead Dan
2: You know, when they signed Larry Ogunjobi, nobody thought of that as a premier signing. He was considered to be more of a depth-type guy, and he turned out to be excellent. And it gets back to that word disruptive. That's who Larry Ogunjobi is. He might not be great snap after snap after snap, but he's going to get into the backfield a few times every game and make big, impactful plays. They definitely could use somebody like that to go with the duo if DJ's back and uh, B.J. Hill. You know, those two guys, I think, are very, very solid, but they probably played too many snaps. We only know for sure that one of them is back. So, yes, I do think they will They'll definitely look to add somebody into the mix, uh, probably in kind of the reasonably priced range, much like Larry Joby was when they signed him.
0: Exactly. Now, I see the uh, first Hall of Famer, Anthony Munoz, there over, over your shoulder there. Um, I was hoping this week we might hear something – that, you know, Big Willie got in, I'm I'm fairly confident. You know, I've been, I've been uh, tagging or uh, texting back and forth Corey Dillon and saying, hey, did, have you heard anything? He goes, I haven't heard nothing, which was kind of surprising. I thought maybe something would have come out. Um, Are you anticipating, like, the rest of Hootie Nation that Big Willie's going to get in? This is his year he'll get in?
2: I am. I think this is the year that happens. There are only two offensive linemen among the finalists. It seems to me most of the classes, certainly in recent years, have included one offensive lineman. I think Willie's case is better than Jari Evans, who I believe is the other finalist, the former Saints guard. I think momentum has been building for Willie over the last three years since he's been a finalist three years in a row. And I think Jeff Hobson has done a really good job of presenting Willie's case to the other voters on the Hall of Fame committee. So I am... Very optimistic, borderline, pretty confident that this is going to be the year that Willie gets in. And I certainly hope that's the case because God knows he deserves it as one of the premier right tackles of all time.
0: Absolutely. Get him in, get Kenny Anderson in. Yeah. And get this guy over my shoulder here. Get uh, big 28 in, get Corey Dillon in. The, 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 those are to be the next three. After that, I don't know if we have a shot at getting anybody to tell Burrow, Chase, you know, Higgins, these guys you know, potentially uh, get in. I, I don't I love Chad Johnson. I just don't think he had long enough career to get in there. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I I'm hoping Ojo, oh, don't about, block me. I would love to have him in there.
2: How about Gino Atkins?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That, see, I I think he's I, I think he deserves to be in there, but that's another one that we we might have to fight to get him in, though, because he's a Bengal and because of the win playoff games and all that stuff. So yes, I agree with Gino does definitely deserves because Gino changed the game he changed the position and to me that alone right there makes him a hall of Famer It's the impact he made in the game
1: i think his biggest battle is going to be the guys that came after him because he kind of paid the way for aaron donald aaron donald was pretty he much was aaron donald he aaron donald. yeah yes. aaron donald was a geno Atkins clone coming out of pit and aaron donald I'm sorry for Gino's case aaron donald's best defensive player outside of uh uh jj watt in the past 15-20 years and you worry if that's you know just the comparison between the two is going to kind of keep him from getting the accolades that, that he deserves but he was absolutely the most disruptive defensive at least on the defensive line uh the most defen- uh disruptive player for five six seven years
2: well hopefully aaron donald will continue to play for several more years yes. and there will be a big gap between Gino's eligibility for the Hall of Fame and when people can start voting for Aaron Donald. Absolutely. And at some point during that window, Gino will get in before Aaron Donald is even <laughs> under consideration.
0: Yeah. That's why you're the best in the business, Dan. I like your headset. That's a good one right there. I know you said, oh, it's women's. I'll get you out of here. But uh, Bearcats, big game this Saturday. Oklahoma, they have, I had Terry Nelson on this week. And he's like, you sound like a beaten down Bearcat fan. Like, I am. I have been a beaten down Bearcat fan. I did not think we would compete this well in the Big 12. And I am ecstatic about it, Dan. I think we, we, we're we going to win uh, Saturday. We win Saturday. I don't think we're in, a, in the top 25, don't you?
2: I do. Two wins over top 25 teams this week would probably do it since they are just outside of the top 25. How awesome is the Big 12? Dude. I mean, this will be Cincinnati's fifth consecutive game against the top 25 team. Monday, will make it six in a row when they play on the road at number four, Kansas. That never even happened in the Big East days. Right. We remember how deep and how great the Big East was in 2011 when Cincinnati was still in the league. 11 teams went to the NCAA tournament, which remains the all-time record. But in those Big East years, the most consecutive games against top 25 teams that they ever played was four. And now in the Big 12, the first six games that they've ever played in this league are all against top 25 competition. If they win tomorrow, they'll be three and two, five games into it. And then who knows, you know, maybe they can pull off a little magic in the second half of Big Monday. That's going to be awesome as well. On Monday night, Jay Billis will be on the call. Uh, So major exposure for Cincinnati at uh, Fog Allen Fieldhouse on Monday night at 9 p.m.
1: What's I mean, crazy is I, mean, Go I would say what's crazy is the next game. You're like you're looking at, oh, they're playing UCF, and UCF has never been, you know, even with Taco Fall, they were never that good of a uh, basketball program. But they just knocked off Kansas a couple weeks ago. They just knocked off Texas, you know, uh, right. the other day, and and that's not a guaranteed win. Like even West Virginia, West Virginia has a couple quality wins. Like there's no bottom feeder. Like even with the Big East, there was a couple teams that you know. You not not that you're going to let off the gas, but teams that you're going to walk in the gym comfortable that you're going to walk away with a W. There, there there's no night off. It's it, it's ridiculous. I'm just looking at the schedule coming up and ranked 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 ranked. And it's like there's there's no no
0: breather.
2: There's none. You know, it's really impressive to me too. You mentioned UCF. We know how good Houston is. They've been in the top five most of the year. Yeah. Cincinnati has. Gone 2-2 two two so far in Big 12 play. All three of those teams that made the jump from the American to the Big 12 are doing well. Yeah. So it probably says something about how good the American has been. You know, nobody would claim it's as good as the Big 12. No. But at least the teams at the top of the league are able to immediately compete in the best college basketball conference in the country, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. I said the other night, the Big 12 is not a basketball league. It's a minefield. You know, there's there's danger with every step that you take, and you're right. Whether it's UCF next weekend or West Virginia at home the week after that, you can't take anything for granted in this league.
0: You, you and Terry cracked me up with with, with Wes the other night because you did the whole you know six in a row and everything. And Wes is is just like you know this has been this is why we got the coaching. This is why we did. It. And the thing I said to Terry this week that stuck out to me with Wes is like he got real close to me. He goes. We're close to the goes, and I love it. <laughs> like, and that fist pump, he like he said, Terry said he said that fist pump. He goes, man, if I would have stuck my hand out, he would have smack my hand, and my hand would have went fly, flying off. He was at so, that. West were so pumped up after that game. Now, this is what I asked Terry too. Who did the better fist pump? Was it West Miller or was it Mo Agger? Because they were in the video at the same time.
2: What about mine? Oh. I was pumping away as well.
0: My bad, my bad. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> which was which out of three are the best? I'll put it that way.
2: I'm going to go with Wes. Wes kind of had a full body swing and, you know, he's youthful. I'm old. So here's his gutter. But I thought I gave it a pretty, you know, it was a pretty good one. It was totally unprofessional. I'm standing up on press row, pumping my fist, which you're not supposed to do. But sometimes, I told Terry uh, sometimes that. you get caught up in the moment.
0: <laughs> I told Terry that. I said, you guys are all cheering. I said, you're not supposed to do that. He goes, no, 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 no. That's the Bearcat side. We can do it on the Bearcat side. You see the other side, you're not supposed to. I'm like, all right,
2: whatever. We Here's are what, broadcasting dude. Bearcat games to Bearcat fans. so <laughs> Nobody expects us to be completely impartial. I try not to be a silly homer. Uh, But clearly, I think you can tell that I want the Bearcats to win. And that was such an exciting overtime period. I lost it a little bit.
0: Yeah, oh, dude, you should have saw me down here. It's at all my social medias. I was going freaking nuts down here. Because, well, a couple of fouls. And by the way, Jameer Nelson is still out of bounds when he rebounded that ball. I'm just going to keep putting that out there. How the hell they missed that? I have no idea. Anyway.
2: I've you never seen to... the officials ice a free-throw shooter before. Oh, yes! they, that was they, strawberry iced, they strawberry iced Dan Skillets. I
0: know. I'm, doing, I'm yelling at the TV going, give him the ball. What yeah. are you doing? Just...
2: It was insane.
1: It oh, oh was like a five-minute long. It was like two TV timeouts that they're looking at the monitors. I'm like,
2: that's not cool. Correct. Hey, Correct. And good. then, I mean – since when do you change the time remaining in between free throws? Hey. I have never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, so was that was crazy. bizarro, but thankfully it didn't cost him the game.
0: It was crazy. man, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, uh, we are doing the Jackpot Joey, Joey golf outing again this May. If you are in town, I think it's May 16th or 19th. I can't remember which, but we'd love to have you joined. If you, you are available, uh, we're, I, know, I got my boy, Corey Dillon's coming. So you can come hang out with me and Corey and, and, well, of course, you make fun of me playing golf because I I suck at it. But it's <laughs> gonna so we'll go around and have some fun. I just want to put that invite out there for you. But again, thanks for coming on. Anything you want to plug? I know you guys
2: just had the coaches show last night, which
0: I'm going to make it out there. I just great. My schedule is crazy right now, so
2: coaches show every Thursday night at the original Montgomery Inn. If you are there, you'll have the opportunity to win prizes. We give stuff away at the end of every show, including two arena club tickets to an upcoming game, so you can get really great tickets just by coming out and having a beer and listening to the radio show. Um, Obviously we've got the Bengals booth podcast that continues in the off season. So look for that wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, those are, I guess, would be the two things I would plug.
0: Sounds good, Dan. Dan, I appreciate you. I know you said 20 minutes. Sorry. I went longer, but I appreciate you coming on, man.
2: My pleasure. Thanks 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 for having me on.
0: No problem. That's pretty cool.
1: Not too bad. Again, first time I've ever got to talk to somebody who had a character named after them, and the symptoms
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I actually forgot that. You know the funny thing when he said he caught me off guard when he said he did the fist bump. I didn't even see him in the video <laughs> doing the fist. I thought like, uh uh uh, yeah, you did great too. I'm like I didn't I didn't see him doing it, but.
1: I just worry about um, always worry about West choking on his gum have, have you seen the actual lineup of gum that he Dude, that that's on the uh uh the scores table like it's, it's 20 different packs of gum I'm like I'm jealous because I, I like having the like, he doesn't have icebreakers you've had icebreakers yes yes that's the best gum Like, that's that's my favorite and he doesn't have that he's got the sticks which you know was great when I was in high school but like you know you need the cool <laughs> you, you, you need ice cubes is much better
0: exactly exactly all right so. What for you? Let me finish up, up here. Uh, last twenty minutes, or so um, what is your biggest Bengals off-season move? I, we, all right, let's throw throw T out. Let's throw Jonah out.
1: Is it? My, I it, let's, it, let's, it go, am like, I guessing or am I being bold? Or
0: where would you go? It, 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 let's put it this way, position-wise. Let's do, let's break it down that way. Position-wise, would it be secondary defense? Are you trying to improve the offense? Tight ends, what, what position-wise? Where are you going?
1: Okay, I'm. I'm going to say there's. I'm going to make one big move, and it's going to be on the defensive interior. There is an impressive amount of defensive tackles on the uh, uh, that are going to be in free agency. Chris Jones, obviously, DJ Reader doesn't count because he's injured. Uh, Sheldon Rankin, uh, Javon Kinlaw is young. He's going to make a big. He's going to make a pretty good size check because he's only 26. Uh, Christian wilkins there, there's just a lot of guys out there justin Matabuque is gonna get a gigantic contract because he's only 26 and he had what 13 sacks? he's gonna make over 20 million dollars a year they've got spotrack has him at uh four years 81 million dollars per I would even with the bengals having you know trying to worry about the cap i mean they've, they've got plenty of space I would drop that money on matabuque you make him the primary three technique, you move B.J. Hill to the reserve, and you bring him in uh, as the nose tackle on uh, uh, in throwing situations, that's where I would go. There are a lot of people out there. I know Edge is always a need, but I think they can draft somebody and still
0: interior. keep. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm confused. Because thing is, I think if we get that interior yeah. push up the middle, I yeah. think uh, Sam and, 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 and Trey – and hopefully Myles Murphy and Miles Murphy
1: and Miles Murphy. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a lot of I don't say I don't have a lot of faith in Sam Hubbard because I, the, the guy's a grinder. He's a warrior, but I've said it before. He's a he's an average defensive end. He's an excellent against excellent against the run, but he's subpar uh, uh, on uh, rushing the passer. He'll get a sack, but a lot of that's because Trey Hendrickson's flushing him uh, from his side
0: right well that's that it it
1: Seems just relentless he's going to keep coming and keep coming but he he, he doesn't have a ton of moves he doesn't have a large rep, a repertoire so i would absolutely um spend money on the defensive interior and I, not even chris jones chris jones is older i mean he's not old but i mean he's going and then heading into age 30 season he's the same age as dj reader yeah um
0: that's why i don't that's why he might not get the big bag that that he that he wants because of his, he,
1: he's so. probably still getting he's probably still getting nine figures he's probably still getting hundred million dollars with bonuses and all and all that stuff.
0: that's where I'm at though is is, is, is to me is yes right tackle and depends on what, and it's just it's just scary to me because I don't know what what the hell we're gonna do if we don't have Jonah and I'm not sold uh, on not, I, I have I haven't seen the Bengals draft a plug and play right tackle and God knows how long so but, but they we,
1: can't they can't even bring him in a free agency either. Lyle Collins was a buzz and he had injury issues. Orlando Brown was has been okay. Like well, that's he was, all, that's he all was fine this okay. year.
0: I say all, all we need is yeah. an okay. We don't need a. That's what I that We don't need a freaking Pro Bowl right now. We need an okay one. Somebody who. But but I, can I, I wish that they, they goal had goal the
1: ability. Season. I wish I had faith that they could go out and draft a guy and be confident. That the guy that they drafted. I mean, they're they're in the middle of the first round. You should be able to get an impact player.
0: But they haven't. That's that's yeah, the exactly. Right that's, no confident. I'm, right, that's why I'm not confident. I'm more confident in them driving drafting a defensive player than I am a, a tackle. That's yeah. just, it's just it's just history yeah. of what they've done here uh, lately. Now, yeah, Juna Williams, I like him, but I mean, Juno Williams is a first round pick. He's supposed to be a plug and play left tackle. Yeah. I, I defend him, but he's never lived up to his draft status. I will say that he's never been. You know, he's never been all pro uh pro bowl or anything like that, which is where he got drafted. He probably yeah. should have been. So yeah, that's why I'm he, like, he's always an okay tackle. He's not a great one.
1: He's a low end starter. He's, he's not, I mean, it's not like he needs to be benched, but he's a low end uh, low end uh starter. And that's, I'm tired of the Bengals having low end starters. Ted Karras is probably middle of the road, but then you've got Alex Kappa, who's a low end starter. Uh, Cordova is, I think he raised his game to be a low-end starter. You, know,
0: you, think, you think Kappa's a low-end starter? I, yeah, I, I do. I, I, um,
1: I mean, he, he's only making, he's, I mean, that's where he's getting paid is for low-end. Uh, I,
0: I know, I, I think we're, we're, he's at working his contract. <laughs> he's actually yeah, been pretty and, good. And, and, think,
1: and that's fine. Like, you can you guys, deal with. The problem with
0: has been, been Vol, uh Wilson and sorry, my boy, take care. That's where the problem's been. Not the no. uh, Cap aside. Sorry.
1: Carrots uh, yeah. actually, and, and again, put put as much weight as you want to into PFF grades, but Ted Carrots actually was uh, the highest rated uh, Bengals lineman for PFR. I think it was the 13th, uh, and it was the 13th rated center. Um, but I mean, I don't, it, you go way back into uh, uh, Paul Dana Jr. and the, um, I hear the podcast, Ground was the, the, the no, donkeys. no donkeys. And I'm tired of the no donkeys don't get like that's fine i get that you don't want michael jordan on the offensive line you don't want jackson carmen you don't want um identity any of those guys but i want studs look at the teams with the best offensive lines and, and how where they're doing chiefs have one of the best offensive lines
0: do they? That's what everybody keeps saying. I'm they, like, they really? Do. They do because they're, 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 they're they're their their offense line I think is and worse and than last the year's. Their run game sucks, and that's why I don't get where people say their their offense line is great. I'm like, Patrick Mahoney's <laughs> been running for his life. I'm like, I I don't. Well, say,
1: that, that's because their tackles are piss poor, but their interior. How's their offensive line great? Right. No, <laughs> they're, they're, because their interior
0: doesn't makes a line great it makes your interior great. they're
1: they're pretty their well tackles. like pretty well graded but um Baltimore yeah. has a has a fantastic offensive line uh, Browns agree, have though. a fantastic offensive line yeah, um idea, I it, it's again, I I think that and and, and I, you know I wasn't gonna say anything about Bengals having to get rid of coaches I, I think they need a new offensive line coach I I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I'm pretty sure Callahan's going to get a uh, pretty much. He's going to get a head coaching gig, and or if he doesn't, Pitcher's gone because he's going to well, get an offensive coordinator that, gig.
0: That's the scary part. Look, look, Zach Taylor's already said they're basically keeping all their coaches. They're not getting rid of anybody. So, yeah, believe it or not, so if everybody wants to change the, the offense I, I, I said that too. I think maybe we need to change offense line coach. I don't think it's going to happen. So, truly, really nothing to, to discuss. The th- actual thing to discuss, yeah. and and the scary thing is, if Callahan like. Pitcher's getting interviews for offensive line or offensive uh, coaching, uh, offensive coordinator jobs. The scary thing is, what if pitcher gets an OC job somewhere else before Callahan does, and then Callahan leaves too? And if we lose both of them, then what? If people are like, "Oh, good, then we can go outside of the organization." That's not always necessarily a good thing, you know. I mean, that—that don't thing. think I—I think that I think. So. I
1: think all things being equal pitcher would prefer to stay here as the offensive coordinator than to go outside. Um, all right. So I, I, I was like, I, I, he'll, he'll get interviewed and everything, but I don't know if he will take a job before Callahan, before the head coaching geeks get sorted right. out.
0: The good thing, is if you're an offensive coordinator here, you, you, uh, get to coach Joe Burrow, but yeah. you don't get to call plays. If you go somewhere else, you can call plays. Eric, Bieni. Yeah. He's still not a head coach somewhere because he, he didn't quote unquote call plays. Now this year he didn't call plays. And actually he's a guy that I'm kind of surprised that I haven't heard his name in any uh coaching uh vacancy jobs, but that's, that's a whole other, other yeah. topic. So that's where, yeah. that's where, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but the thing is if when you, all right, just say you're, you're a pitcher and you are trying to get an offensive, offensive, offensive coordinator job and you get offered it and you kind of ask, Brian, hey, hey, are you going to stay or are you going to go? He goes, I don't know. I haven't been offered anything. Well, you don't sit there and wait. Okay, well, I'm going to wait and stay here and be the quarterback coach because I think this guy's leaving. If he gets offered an offense coordinator job somewhere else, he's gone before Brian Callahan. If Brian gets to be offered before Brian Callahan does, he's gone. He's going to leave because that's what they want to do. They want to move up to be the offensive line, uh, offense coordinator. So that's the scary part right there. Because that's where they both could leave. I know he might, this is a better situation, but if you want to move up in your job, you don't want to stay as the quarterback uh, coach. You want to eventually be a head coach, is what you get into this for. So if you can leave and go be an offensive coordinator somewhere and you don't know if the guy in front of you is leaving yet or not, and they're offering you a job right now, you got to make a decision now. He's probably gone. So that's where hopefully Brian Callahan finds out quickly enough if he's staying or if he's going, and then we can keep pitching. That's, that's the whole timeline. That's the scary thing right
2: there. I'm not that
1: worried about it, even if it happens. It, it, Why? It, it's not
0: – because... who, who are you going to put in there who have released both
1: of them? Troy Brown? There are 10 million candidates out there. I don't, I don't care. I mean, throw some name out there. You're okay. – All right, you Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me – Go <laughs> ahead.
0: Because I, I got Because Bruce Coslett was – Everybody's ready for Bruce Coslett to leave, and our offense sucked when he left. And then when, when – uh, 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 What's face, Let's go to Washington. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! I can't think of was, was his name. Our offense, and we had Hugh Jackson in there. Our offense sucks. So don't give me this crap that you can put anybody in there. I don't. That's not. am not true,
1: saying. Right? I'm not saying anybody. I'm, I'm not saying just just throw a random name. I'm saying there are plenty of people out there who are qualified to, to get that job. Um, who were the quarterbacks when Jay Gruden went to Washington? What was it? Joe Burrow when when Bruce left was Bruce left was Joe Burrow the
0: quarterback? No, it was Boomer Esiason.
1: Boomer Esiason at the end of his run though.
0: No, right. But in the before that. No, but when did
1: when, was when did cause it leave? When did it Causele it leave?
0: Uh, 90. 90, we and the very,
1: very next year, next year. After,
0: after we went to the playoffs. So, yeah, it was the still very, next, very next
1: year, we drafted a quarterback. Because too. Coslet so left. Were, because Coslet
0: because left.
1: Because the team was changing direction. No, because Sam Weiss was gone. That, that's why all no, no, uh, that's... No, 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 that, no, no,
0: no, Sam Weiss didn't leave till a- after 91.
1: But, I mean, they were running, they were... that. I'm not saying they should have gotten rid of Boomer Sideson. I'm saying they did. They were, they were just changing at, at that point. My thing is, you have Joe Burrow, who is an who is an offensive coach on the field,
0: and that you doesn't have, mean you don't need an offensive coordinator. I know. No, 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 no. My Joe's like, not the fucking offensive coordinator, you guys. I, not, like, you're, you're
1: you're totally misunderstanding what I'm saying. Okay. There are plenty of guys that are qualified to be offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches. There's a there, there's a quarterback coach at 31 other organizations right. not that, not that can be a quarterback for coach Burrow. for the Bengals. But but That's what is it? You have you have your off the greatest head No, it, it matters. It matters. It matters.
0: But you're acting like you just throw anybody in there. It's not. No a no, team no no team no.
1: Well. I'm saying there are plenty of guys that would be able to step in and, and be fine. Yes, the, the there are course.
0: but I'd rather have the guys that are already been here for the last five years. of have taken us through a Super Bowl and a, and I, a championship. I
1: think game. they need. I think they need a, a fresh voice. Um, I, I am fine. Like. Why? Bay- because why? The Bay- why? 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 Because look, just hold
0: on. The See, offense, Bay- the
1: offense has gotten the offense has gotten a little stagnant.
0: Look at the, Okay, you said look at what the offense they did. See, that's another that drives nuts. People are like they're, they're, this offense has got stale. You realize how many times in the last five years that they have changed the offense of what they were trying to do because Joe got hurt. The offense line sucked. They had a coach around uh, a, a G, They had a coach around Jackson Carmen. All the stuff that these guys had to coach around because of the way that Duke Coban put this team together. You don't think – that's what drives me. People are like, they don't change. That is complete crap. If you look at what they've done in the last five years of how they changed this offense in the middle of the year, because look at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they didn't change their offense. And look, they sucked at the end. They crashed. The Bengals were actually playing better than Philadelphia at the end of the season with the backup quarterback. So, I mean, don't give me this. The offense has got stale. uh, Ugh. Sorry, I, I'm
1: saying <laughs> this offense is going to look different in 2024, regardless who the coaches are, whether it's Callahan pitcher, whether it's Bob Smith and who the hell ever at, at quarterback coach, um, because there, there's going to be a change of wide receiver, but whether T's here or not, you're going to have a new uh, slot receiver for the first time in Zach um, Taylor's entire, um, entire tenure. Um, I don't know if Joe Mixon is going to be back at running back. It's going to be a different looking offense regardless. And I'm not saying that you can just throw anybody out there. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm saying there are offensive coordinators get hired away. It it happens,
0: and they get well, I mean, replaced. Again, I I'm not worried about one of them leaving. It's yeah. both of them leaving. And it, 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 trust me, nobody's agreeing. With me. Everybody is agreeing that you, we got to get rid of this. These offensive coordinators. These guys suck. They're terrible. I mean, we've been our offense has been awful. We've never went won a damn game. <laughs> Way, yeah, some people go way, the way over the top. I mean, the, you know. I mean, I mean, that's not really what you're saying. But I got a man, Joe. You can always get somebody else. Press Taylor. This, I mean, you guys.
1: Okay, so let me throw this out there for you. Troy Walters, Bengals, I, Bengals wide right receiver coach. I, that's what I said. He gets promoted. the offensive coordinator can easily even if pitch the, and and go. That's the good.
0: thing. You go from wide receivers coach. You don't normally go from wide receivers coach to offensive coordinator. And you can. G Jackson. Working, huh.
1: Q Jackson was a running back coach and an right, offensive coordinator.
0: He, he was terrible. He,
1: he was a great offensive coordinator.
0: Uh, last time he came, he sucked.
1: The, so, so was the team around him.
0: They had what the one the one five straight playoffs?
1: When he came back, Yeah,
0: that one. The one with five straight playoffs. Yes, and he was also the yes he was also the offensive coordinator when we bl- got blown up. You know, in the, in the 2005 uh, playoff game, he was also the offensive coordinator. Our that was
1: Bob Huh. That was Brad Kowski oh, That's 05. right. That's right. That's
0: right. When, when was Hugh Jackson our offense coordinator? Actually, he never was our offense coordinator. Yeah, he was. Now, it was the anyway, that's when he came back, when he came back, he was. Because that was Brad Kowski. He was. He was like the. Because he's the one. That Let me got, f- he's the one that got in fight with Chad Johnson in the locker room in 05. Yeah, Brad
1: was just wasn't very good. Let me. When was he? I, I'm looking at the. He was wide receivers coach from 04 to 06. Because he, he was he was there then in, in yeah, the 05 room. Secondary yeah, coach left. and special teams assistant. He was offensive coordinator twenty four to fifteen. Okay, so yeah, he was only special team. He was the only the offensive yeah. coordinator in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, yeah, and they, they did they did a good job. He parlayed that into a head coaching gig 20, 2014 or twenty fifteen. They went three and one with AJ goddamn McCarron, and and everyone wanted him back, thinking that he's the fucking messiah uh, as a thirty as, as a forty seven year old uh, quarterback, wanted him to start over Jake Browning.
0: Anyway, I thought I, uh, that, I the thing I guess my point is uh, that uh, that everybody keeps not agreeing with with me. The scary part to me is hey. like, oh, no,
1: I'm just kidding, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> hey, that's fine. I could be wrong, but I mean, I don't I. <laughs> It's not the easiest thing to replace both of them. It's, right, it's right. Not I'm, I'm, not, saying, and I'm that's, not saying it is. But that's what people act like. Is yeah. that, that And it drives me nuts that everybody acts like these offensive coaches suck, which they don't suck. If they yeah. suck, then why is everybody trying to hire them away from us? <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I mean, the, the, the continuity that they've had for five years is great, but at some point – you do need to get different voices in the room. Uh, Zach Taylor is the offensive coordinator and head coach. That's that's my that's my point behind. It's not a huge different, not a huge deal who the actual offensive coordinator is because Zach Taylor is so involved in the game plan and calling plays. Uh,
0: so I'll just Jack Pat here says they're putting words in the mouth. He just put two guys up there, and then I know I know you're saying offense offensive line coach. I I got it. I, I understand that. I, yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I I even said it offensive line coach. That's not and that's not gonna happen. I mean, Zach's already came and someone said
1: could, that. So, <laughs> so, someone could someone I mean, can poach him though. I mean the, the, I mean just, I don't think they're they, going to. Oh, yeah, not. I mean the team has not perform. The
0: yeah. only way this, coach, this coaching staff is changing is if people leave. That's it. Zach's not yeah. firing anyone. Yeah. That's what I'm I, I guess that's my point to, to Matty here, where he, he said that I'm putting words in his mouth, which I'm not. I, I, you're talking two different things. We're talking you're talking off its line, we're talking off its coordinator. No, of coordinator. you're out
1: of your fucking team. element.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway ah you got a little we, we got a little heat there for a minute I like that's it. ah, all right all hey right. it's all good it's all, i got i got a red face i just dude i just get irritated where people are like oh it's no big deal to lose both of them like you guys are freaking crazy and yeah, hey, like, this team like, overhauled.
1: i mean this is a team that's made made the super bowl yeah. made the AFC championship game and finished that one game out of the playoffs f- playing two-thirds or uh, over little less than half of the season with the backup quarterback and only four games with a fully healthy quarterback. No, I mean, if they run everything back with the same coaches, they'll still, they'll still win 10, 12, 13 games next year. I just think my opinion, my personal, not, not what I would do, not what they should do. I would like a different voice in the room. Just try something different. I would like them to be exotic. I would love it when they were exotic. Uh, I love when, when they do them. I, I love like yeah, those trick plays. They ran some trick plays that just fucking were disastrous.
0: Yeah, I don't want trick boy okay. throwing them, thro- throwing, a, throwing a touchdown so, pass. So you're talking about Hugh Jackson, or, or that was Hugh Jackson. It was um, God damn it. Who's the the offense coordinator before him? His brother was his Tampa Bay's coach. Well, I can't. I think of his name. Jay Gruden. Thank you. You want to go back to Jay Gruden? Where we got offensive offense split out wide.
1: <laughs> no, I thought that was Hugh. I thought that was Hugh Jackson. Was that you? Yeah. All right, yeah, blithers, they I don't they had the interior offensive blithers. line and it had the tackles split out wide with yeah. the wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like that shit. I, it's, that, that's fun. It, 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 is it the best? Like, it's the most effective and efficient football? No, but but that's... You're changing... Like, You're making the defense think. You line up with some weird fucking exotic... That whole stupid-ass ring-around-the-rosy shit that the Chiefs did last year. <laughs> Everyone hated. I thought it was stupid. I thought, but at, at the end of the day... Defense is standing around there like on their heels while they're doing this thinking, what the fuck is going on?
2: What are you doing? That that adds a
1: second of hesitation, or that just adds a little extra thought in their head. And it's all about creating some indecision, creating hesitation, making them react instead of act. Right. And that's why I like exotic stuff. I love all the crazy motion. I love watching the um, uh, Dolphins offense. Dolphins shit the bed against good teams. But their offense when they're humming that offense with the motion, on how they move uh, Tyreek around, it's fun to watch all the different run fits and everything. Uh the 49ers, I, I know we hate the 49ers, but uh,
0: yeah. It's fun no, watching. I'm yeah, I'm with you on all that. I, I do yeah. Yeah, that's that's I I do agree with that that has been one of the problems with the offense this year. is the motion. It's like it, yeah. and that's why I guess I keep going back. Another thing would help is a tight end who can do both. You know, and I'm not look. If we don't sign Jonah Williams, we got to get a right tackle, or we yeah. got to get a defense. Line. That, that to me, that's priority. The whole thing with Brock Bowers, tongue in cheek. I don't. I would not draft him over if there's a better right tackle or a better interior lineman at 18. I'm going that direction. But if you can get a tight end who can, I don't know, block and catch, and you can you can leave him out there. You don't have to keep switching them out. Right there, that that's the the the, the deception that I think that needs to happen along with the different motion. Like everything, yeah, remember. We saw Jamar Chase. I don't think we saw this at all this year. I don't remember seeing, but we had Jamar Chase in the background or in the backfield. A few times, that, a few times, not, not very often. often though. No. That, that's something that you can you can split. You can start him inside. You can split him outside. You can run him around wide. You can do all kinds of stuff. I don't think they did as much stuff. And part of it, partly of that too, is I think was Joe's Five-packs. injury, huh?
1: Five, I'm looking at a uh, PFF five times. Uh, he lined up in the backfield once yeah. in week two, week five, week eight, week eleven, week thirteen. That's not enough.
0: No, and, but but a lot of this I think has to do with Joe's injury too, because he could not go under center. He couldn't. It, everything had to be from shotgun. And then once he got going, now I, the thing I said this through the season, the most creative I saw the offense, the best I saw it looking, was against the sucky Niners. We kick their ass. We ran yeah, them all down the throat.
1: Just efficient.
0: Yeah, and we were on time, and they had no idea if we were running or if we were throwing the ball the whole game. That was the game plan; that was perfect. And I never really saw it again the rest of the season. So that part did irritate me that that did they did that. And I think I think we were seeing that in the in the Ravens game, the one Joe got hurt. It did seem like that. And like you say, this last pass was for the lead. So that's what I just didn't understand this year, as far as the offense. It seemed like we find something that worked. And then we go back to the same thing. So that that is the part that did drive me nuts this year with the offense. Yeah, and, and
1: again, this is more. This is more. I, I just. I'm not saying I'm smarter than the than, than the Bengals coaches. I am, but I'm not saying that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think the offense. What Burrow does, and, and again, you have to, with a franchise quarterback, you have to take what they want to do and make that the base of your offense. But I just think the more varied, I I, I think the more diverse and complex offense you have the more efficient it can be because you're not just relying on one thing on just lining everybody up you know checking you know just pre-snap reads post-snap reads and 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 throwing the ball i i like the fact that teams will scheme guys open They, they will scheme you know how outside of the arizona game how often did we just basically commit to giving jamar chase the ball he's the best the best football player on the bengals like best Playmaker was the best playmaker. Yeah. Ma- play yeah. on the Bengals. And there's oh, one yeah. game out of what the 16 games he played where they made a 100% commitment. He's getting the ball. He's going to keep getting fed. Feed him, feed him, feed him and
0: Yeah. And even I don't 100% yeah. Joe. Yeah. Like, I said, like again when I say that I am not I, when I'm defending the offensive coaches, I am not completely happy with everything that happened this year. I just get tired of everybody banging on, them acting like they suck and they're awful. They're not awful. There are a lot of stuff that I didn't like that they did this year. So one thing. Yeah. Now I, I got to quit. I, I see, I, every people starting to talk draft. I guess I got to start looking at the draft. I, I I have not.
1: Still too early.
0: I'm like still I'm, too I, early. Let's start talking about the draft. I'm gonna talk about the draft from now until March. We April. still
1: have free agency to go through. Yeah, like, we'll like, see them at the end, right. and, and then franchise tags, and then free agency, and like a draft. Like I'm I'm looking at names, but yeah. Bengals, like places where we think the Bengals are going to draft, they're going to fill those spots with free agency, and we're just right. wasting our time pissing up a rope.
0: Yeah, like like Jack Fletcher here, Matty says they're going to take two uh, O linemen in the first two picks. I have no idea. Like you just said, it depends on what they do with free agency. I mean, you can't sit there and say that here in January.
1: I yeah. mean, they could, but they, they can also go with the receiver, too, because right. they're T Higgins, even if he, like, he, he's, I think it a 97, 98% chance. To where he is franchise tagging back with the with, with the team. I think there's a one percent chance he's tagged and traded, and one percent chance he's not tagged. Ninety eight percent chance he's on the Bengals, but he's not going to be there in twenty twenty five. Tyler Boyd's gone this uh, in twenty twenty four, and Charlie Jones did not show that he's ready to be the slot receiver. They they need wide receivers, so they need for playmakers. So, do you,
0: now, I I agree with you. I think they are going to try to 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 get uh, somebody in the slot, but. Trent and Irwin, and I'm not saying starter or anything like that. Do you think he plays a bigger role next year if we don't have a plug and play slot guy? It could be a combination of Charlie Jones, Irvin, and, and somebody else. Because Trent Irwin, say what you want about him, if the ball is anywhere he can catch it, he catches that damn thing. So I mean, that that's a big thing. And, and Joe trust him. What what's your thoughts on him? Um, I hope not. I like Trent Irwin. He's a guy
1: that like when his number's called, yeah. But he's not a guy that 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 can. Uh, Get uh, get free in coverage. He gets open. He can find a spot in the zone. He knows how to uh, how to sit down on routes. He can make the catch. But they need somebody who can get open. Tyler Boyd could not get open. He struggled yeah. to get open all year. T Higgins isn't great getting open because he, he's not quick. He's big, strong, and tall, and can make the big downfield catches because he's going to moss you. You know, he's going to jump over top of you, or he's going to uh, run through you. Right. But they need guys who can get open. That's why I I, I think Josef Ash is like. Is going to be wide receiver four next year, and I don't know who's going to be in the slot. It's not going to be Trent. I hope it's not Trent and Irwin because he's going to be more, less productive than Tyler Boyd, just with uh, fewer drops. Yeah, and,
0: and my point was not him being the go-to guy at the slot. Right. I just think if if we don't have a quote-unquote guy to come back and be that third wide receiver, it's going to be right now. It's going to be Trent Norwood, uh, Chuck Sizzle, and. Whoever they bring in. I think it's going to be a combination of those three. But the thing is, if you can get, it could be Tanner Hudson. If Tanner Hudson comes back, I and mean, I'm not, not slot, slot receiver, but it's the third option, you know, the t- tight end can open up more if we don't have that great wide receiver that we had in Tyler Boyd la- last couple of years. So that's another thing. If, and that's his, Tanner Hudson, I think, is a restricted free agent. I think we could sign him. Uh, some Exclusive are, rights. Exclusive right. rights. He, he, oh, he's yeah. got the same that's contract yeah, yeah. as, uh, right.
1: as Browning. Yeah.
0: He's a practice squad guy, so he's not going yeah. anywhere. Uh, uh, J- J- Maddie Santee or um, I, Trent Irwin is a free agent this year, so yeah, I he don't is. Know, which I mean, I I think he's been a free agent the last couple of years, so I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they get him. Now, the thing with Charlie Jones, I believe that he can be that guy to replace Tyler Boyd. I do. I mean, say what you want about what you saw this year. I he was he got injured i I saw I guess enough glimpses. Now I'm not saying don't get one. By all means, go get a wide receiver to, to compete for it. That that's not what I, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I, I've seen where I think that Charlie Jones can be that guy and can be that, that third option. But I'm still saying I'm still with you, go get somebody under yeah. compete because I always want people to compete. I want competition and somebody to earn a
1: job. Someone yes. needs to earn a job. Yes. And Charlie Jones has a ton of awesome uh qualities. He needs to get a lot stronger, and, and that can be done. I mean, he's got an entire offseason. I mean, last year he had to work on, you know, you, you spend so much uh, time just prepping for the underwear Olympics at the um, at the Combine, um, which is totally different than getting yourself in football shape. Like, you're trying to make yourself as – ripped you know so when they do all the measurements you've got the fewest body fat and you can you need to work on your fucking broad jump and shuttle runs and stuff shit that has nothing to do with football right. um i think he absolutely has the ability to make him to remake his body he's just not strong enough and expecting him giving him the job that's where they fucked up with zach carter he had a lot of work to do in the weight room between last season and this season and they expected him to make that jump and he didn't do it you can't expect that you can ask that of them and put them in competition, but right, right. He's not yet. Uh, Trent Norman is a restricted free agent. Okay, okay. So he's not. But, but his the other issue: twenty-five catches. He had two fumbles. Right. Like that's, that's, yeah. He had too many fumbles for a guy that is you know maybe he, he doesn't drop many, but
0: yeah, hey, I didn't know he dropped two. Yeah. I
1: don't remember, but, but yeah, uh, I, I I know he's he's had a couple fumbles on uh muffs on punt returns. I don't think he's lost it yet. No, I remember but, he did do
0: that on yeah. one the game on a punt return, and he, yeah. he got it right back. I, that. But once you said that, does yeah, but it fell on. I don't oh, think, right think they've
1: lost. I don't think they lost possession, but but when you're hanging on, when you're a back of the room type guy, you can't make those mistakes. And, and I like Trent Irwin again; he answers anytime his uh, number's called, but he's super low end, and he's another guy who's going to struggle to get open if they're you know get tripling Demar uh, Chase.
0: Right, right. That's why I think getting T Hughes back is is crucial. But we'll see. Anyway, Joe, it's been fun. I like arguing with you. Like really lively. <laughs> I like I said. People, I argue with people on Facebook all the time, and especially Chiefs fans here lately. And dude, I trust me. I have just been trolling Chiefs fans. I've been keep putting stuff out there. Just, to I've, I've seen
1: off. it on X. I've seen it on X. <laughs> I, I've
0: been doing it just to piss. I think it's funny. They're like, "Oh, we live rent free in your head." I'm like. I like free rent. Ah, where's your rings? Like, ah, but the,
1: you're literally just posting a you know uh, some picture or whatever on your own thing, and then they're coming after like you guys are searching this shit out. <laughs> That's what I keep telling them. So, yeah, exactly okay, I... the point is okay, yeah. I, I get what they're saying yeah, like you're talking about a team that isn't relevant to the Bengals right now because the Bengals are in off season right. mode. But you're searching this shit out from a you know from a Cincinnati's uh, sports guy like.
0: Thank what the you. fuck are you like what are you doing? <laughs> that's what, that's what I keep telling them. Like you commented on my page. I didn't comment on your You yours. found
1: me. Right. Like don't exactly. you follow me because you like to follow somebody who covers sports that aren't your you own know, aren't your own teams, which is <laughs> fucking weird. I don't get that. I, I don't understand that. But oh. like I what I, I don't you're seeking this shit out, so are you just doing a search for you know for, for people to troll? Like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm gonna, I gonna
0: look it up. Strawberry ice and the chiefs. Like, oh I'm gonna get this mother after now. <laughs> I've said it before and I've said it again. Touch grass.
1: <laughs> you take this? Yes. Yep. Set it down.
0: That's that's what that's what I that's what I keep saying. They're like some people are like, Well, it popped up on my feed. Like, I told one of them, like well you didn't have to comment.
1: Right. You so just are, are you, either someone retweeted it or or you're in the you're in the wrong thing. You're in the for you thing and you're not in the timeline. Like you switch right. over to the right feed on your right. on your Twitter machine.
0: It <laughs> cracks me up. They, they come at me and I'm like, and the thing is they act like I'm getting mad, but I'm, like, I'm just sitting there laughing at you guys. Right. Like I'm just throwing around, just like, I mean, pushing buttons. Can, yeah, it's, my team my team did make the playoffs. I'm gonna root and that's what drives me nuts. They're like they're like, oh well whoa, well, you, you 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 don't care, you, you don't matter, blah blah blah. I was like, dude, I told one of them, I said, look, if the Chiefs didn't make the playoffs, you would do the same damn thing. Give me yeah, exactly. Because it's called a rivalry. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's what it's called. I, like, do I-, have
1: I do have something to show you guys before I get out of here here. Oh went, went to got got some getting some work done. Oh shit. And oh I got the new tat. Yes. Oh, getting, nice. just, just got the line work done. So I don't know if you guys can see how well, you can see the uh, tiger.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So obviously, there's a lot more to be done between hell. I don't know. It's going to be a full sleeve with all kinds of other uh, shit. I'm going to get an actual bearcat, like the the actual binturong, in the
0: uh, in that as well. So. Well, you you and me were talking the other day. You were talking about getting a full sleeve of Cincinnati sports. I'm like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Because I wanted to get the half sleeve when we win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, uh, think about what because Ted Karras is going to and Cincinnati hats are going to let everybody get the free tattoos who yeah. signed up or whatever. So I think I might start that with the Cincy tattoo yeah. up here and then logo and all that stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm going all the yeah. way down
1: so i, I got to figure out something something for the Reds. I've already got my Bearcats, you know, yeah. well there, but...
0: Yeah, I'm going, I, I'm I'm going, going office down here. here. I, mean, I'm I don't know if we're going down here or not. We'll see. Don't
1: yeah. I don't care. I'm I'm entering middle age. I, don't, I work from home. I don't work in an office. I don't care what I look like anymore. My kids, I'm probably going to embarrass the hell out of them, but I don't care. That's their <laughs> problem, not mine.
0: Dude, I, I say that all the time. I, I don't care what people think. I don't. I don't
1: care. Yeah, like I'm not trying to
0: embarrass you, but if it happens, but it is kind of fun though when I do embarrass my family. You
1: know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, my wife doesn't care about like sports enough to like pay attention to anything I say, or else she'd say like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> after after being married to and dating me for twenty four years now. Like she knows I'm a fucking idiot. Like, like She's this programmed. is this was we, we knew this in January of 2000 when we when we got together. So like this this is established. This is fact.
0: Jeez, well, January 2000. I was already married three years. I had a kid. God, I'm old.
1: <laughs> I know you
0: are. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. This has been absolute blast, man. This, I think it's been a long, the longest as we've done. Uh, plug some stuff on the on the riverfront and the Bigelow show.
1: <laughs> Everyone on you guys know where to find me. Uh, riverfront since we are actually. Live count, we are at nine hundred and ninety-seven subscribers. Like we are on the precipice. Woo-hoo! Nate, the precipice. Tim, Nate, Tim, and I. As soon as one, of, as soon as we find around a thousand, we're gonna uh, uh, jump on either a Zoom call, or jump on uh, FaceTime, and, and, and do a shot. I don't care if it's three in the morning. I
0: thought uh, you run a shirtless around the neighborhood. That's what I want now.
1: I. That's Tuesdays. So, so, so if it happens on Tuesday, then you're going pantsless. Um, those are Wednesdays. <laughs> I just have to go. I just have to go that way because the, the school is that. The
0: school that way, so I'm gonna make sure I go that way. <laughs> oh God, this is what sideways. All
1: right, Joe. No, off the rails. RiverfrontYouTube.com the Bengals show at the bengal show our twitter again i'm mean, checking us out we've got so much good shit with the riverfront you we've got our writers for uc xavier nku in miami check us out you know where to find me I, I'm, I'm here enough
0: exactly all right brother i appreciate Thanks, man. you man who day all right guys hope you enjoyed that as much as i did that was a fun show i haven't i haven't gotten an argument like that with somebody since jeremy was on the show so oh that was fun I, I by the way joe i was right i won the argument just, just saying See, I have all control. You're 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 down there in the, in the, in, the, in the you know stage and you yeah, know backstage. You can't say anything. He's typing right now. I can, I can already tell. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, just a quick reminder. Tomorrow we're doing a live show at Midwest Best Barbecue. We're giving away four Cyclones tickets versus the wallet, a Marvel hat, a Marvel hoodie because it's Marvel night at Cyclones Game. So show up tomorrow uh, to to enter the contest. Go to ZTV online. And please make sure you subscribe to my show because I'll be giving it away live on the show at Midwest Best Barbecue. All right, I got to see. Hold on. I know Joe put something over. I see what he said. Let, let's see what did Joe say. Uh, you're a legend and you're on my... Duh! It's, it's like great up here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So make sure you guys show up to Midwest Best Barbecue tomorrow. They have, a, they have a delicious, delicious chicken wings. Tim and Nicole are great people, so make sure you guys show up tomorrow. I don't even think I said this, but I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. It's brought to my T-Properties. And Jack and Joey, I think I forgot all those plugs. Anyway, I'm doing all watching, do stuff I forgot. But shout out to everybody watching. Uh, if you're watching the show right now, please hit the thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. I'm on ZTV, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter X. All these are getting close to 4,000. Well, YouTube's not. YouTube's almost at 3,000. Uh, Facebook, and Extra Romans to race to see who can be there fast. So make sure you follow me on all these. You share the show out. I'm on Rumble. Follow me on Instagram, threads, TikTok, podcast. Like I said, I'm going to be trolling the Chiefs fans. You know, If you just want some pure entertainment, I'm going to be trolling the Chiefs fans until they get out of the playoffs. So I, maybe it'll end this weekend. I don't know. So make sure you follow me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, X, threads, uh, TikTok. Pulling us out later, po- later on tonight. Putting on the podcast on Beepot, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Play, pretty much wherever you're Get your podcast. Please, please, please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a comment and a five-star review so more people, more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Remember what Jamar says, anybody but the Chiefs. And that's your sports, baby. See ya!